So, uh, Mania Month's over. Thank uh, fuck for that. I mean, I love Mania, but thank fuck for that. Yeah. God, I mean, so I didn't want to see it so soon, but I kind of want to watch one Mania match, but not another event. I really want to, because I haven't seen it in a while, and I keep hearing a lot of people raving over it, and I'm, I'm wanting a reason to go back and watching HBK versus Kurt Angle at Mania 21. Ah, that, the match that is amazing, but people forget. Yeah. Because it was so overshadowed maybe, by Michaels and Taker and that whole thing. Of course. Yeah. So we might have to go back and do just a watch along of that one. I'd be um, down with that. That'd be a nice little breakup from these longer shows for sure. Yeah, no shit. Not that I don't love wrestling, but uh, I don't love 12 hours of wrestling in a row. No. However, uh, if you're going to watch something from 1997, this is... This is something. Watch, watch this, because uh, yeah, this is this is this is history in the making. This is history right here. <laughs> it's good shit. Like there's there's not. It's I'm not gonna tell you that. Oh, top to bottom, the best show of all time. We've got the benefit of hindsight right now. I'm not. It is not. I'm not super hyped on ECW right now, Tony. Can you believe that? I don't think that Polly is about to take the world by storm with this brand tomorrow. No, but no, the show. So I didn't know what to expect. Again, I as a kid at the age I was. I remember ECW mostly like either A in hindsight or B from their games, like Anarchy Rules specifically. I played that a bunch. I remember some of them. So I know them. It was on the Warzone platform, so it was fucking shit. It was a little bit better than Warzone. Well, you know. Yeah. But, it was that that acclaim engine. Yeah. The, yeah I had then, I had both of them. The hardcore evolution and anarchy rule anarchy rules. Yeah. And like uh, so I remember them. I re- I know all, obviously everybody in ECW went on to do something somewhere. So that, everyone knows who everyone was. Fact. Um and I back in the day we like I remember going to, you know, fries with my grandma, going shopping and going <gasps> A wrestling magazine, buy it. And she's like, I guess I'll buy it, sure. And, you know, all the wrestling magazines covered everything, so I'd have, a, you know, a cursory glance of what's going on everywhere, you know, who the champions are, etc. Do you remember the one that I had that was just photos? And it was literally just, just pictures. And there was no, like, index, or they weren't in alphabetical order. It was just pictures of wrestlers. And I can't remember if it was like PWI and these were just after's photos or what the fuck it was. Maybe. They were really good pictures. And it was a kind of a thicker book. Like almost Yeah, I do remember that. Guide. And it like, was not it was on good paper because they were pictures. There's no yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like I I I can't even find a Google image of one of those. And of if I could find that book again. I'd be so stoked, like more stoked than any video game or action figure. I'd be like, that's the reason I knew because I, I remember like it said the yeah. edge instead of edge. Yeah, the I yeah, 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 yeah I remember that. Stuff like that. Like, that's uh, not, it definitely had Taz in this black and orange attire and yep. the high and tight before the Mohawk. Like it mm-hmm. definitely had a lot of this 97, yeah. 98 feel. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really remembering it now that we're seeing EC. Was that a world of wrestling magazine maybe it might have been a wow and it might have been a pwi and PWI, i can't it might, find, it's yeah maybe one of those two brands by the way because i've been i've been looking pretty hard the, okay. the past week uh in preparation for this episode because this this pay-per-view makes me think of that yeah even though we were too young to have seen this or we, i would have been uh five you would have been six when this aired so there's no way 
we were watching this or our parents were letting us watch this. But like the cultural zeitgeist and like the uh, the what do you how do you say the contextualism, like the 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 context of the culture, I definitely have a feel for like I'm there for mid 90s culture. Right. Even though in my head, I'm fucking six years old, five years old. Yeah. Um, in like the mid to late nineties. Cause it's, it's, it reminds me of when I moved down here to Arizona, right? Like I live, I lived in Washington for like my early childhood. So like right. once my really conscious memories start to develop is my time in Arizona. And this is right there for them. Like pictures from this event were in that magazine and therefore yeah. they're in my child brain. Well, no, I think that's how we ended up like befriending We're but we both found out you like wrestling. Oh yeah. Shit. Okay. And then exactly. we had Gary who didn't like wrestling for years until we convinced him it's fantastic. And then suddenly, you know, whatever, but you know, uh, whatever you day. convince Gary that, that you like, that he likes, then he, he becomes a gatekeeper about. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, you like Slipknot? They suck. You're like, hold on. Didn't I introduce you to metal? Wait a minute. Nah. Pardon. No, but, he's a gatekeeper. But uh, yeah, no, I, like I, my earliest memories of wrestling, for some reason, the first thing I remember, and I don't know when it was, I'm sure people could look it up. I've done it and I've forgotten is Rey Mysterio wrestled Ric Flair in the main event at some place that had like a big water feature around the ring. And Rey Mysterio did something. I think he hurricane rotted Ric Flair into the water or something. Oh, man, that would have it, been a, a nitro spring break. No, it's wow. a nitro. It's definitely nitro. So it was definitely like cause I remember watch because at the time nitro was on earlier when I first when I was really young, I believe. So I, I would watch nitro and, you know, I remembered some of it. I don't remember a lot of it, but I know that existed. Rey Mysterio. I think he was like he won a random drawing to face Ric Flair or something. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like one of the nitros at Club La Vila, which was a, 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 it was a nightclub or a day club, day nightclub. We have those here now in Scottsdale. Oh, yeah. Where there's do. like a pool. Yeah, yeah. It also turns into a nightclub. Because um, the ring was around the pool, right? And people got thrown into the pool. I think so. That's how this happened. Because I, I kind of have a vague memory of like the, the setup. Um, I don't know. Hold on. I, I, uh, I'm doing some Googling while we're talking. But oh, hold Love on. Here it is. Know. I found it. There it is. Is that, is that the stage? Because they went there for like five years in a row. So as long Here. as it looks like the ring would have been there. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, we're not doing this on the fly, but I just sent you a link. No one needs to know about it. But if you click it, just look at that overview. That's what <laughs> no I remember. Needs to know about it. Yeah, do you yeah, remember, that's... do you know the comedian Mitch Hedberg? I love Mitch Hedberg. So on his first special, he was like, I'm going down the list. I didn't need to say that for the CD. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, the audio, like you didn't need to tell the, the, the first CD he was ever recording that he was going down the list of his jokes. Only no. the live audience needed to know that. <laughs> yeah, but he made no, sure that yeah, everybody yeah. knew that. No, I absolutely. Yeah, Mitch Strategic great. grill location. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, I sent you the link. But yeah, I don't know what it is, but it, it's my first memory. It, and it's a bit like, you know, maybe it's because that's kind of crazy. There's wrestling. There's a pool. What? Oh, my God. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm thinking is it's probably there. 
Yeah. Um, my, yeah. my one of my first memories, at least when I first got really into wrestling, was '98 because uh, it was late '98, which is weird for me to think because I, I remember having wrestling memories before that. But the mm-hmm. one that really re- I remember is Gangrel getting a close up on Sunday Night Heat. <clears throat> okay, that's that which, is interesting. Yep, which didn't happen until late '98. So uh, yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. I think the biggest. WWFE thing I remember is I got in trouble and I was banned from watching wrestling uh, because I apparently thought the suck it was really catchy and so just said it and I was banned and so I was like at the time my parents were outside and I was watching I turned my TV on after they went outside and I turned it like to one volume and I was real close to it because Raw was on I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna fucking watch it and apparently, somehow, my parents heard. I feel like they were—they just knew, like he's gonna fucking turn it on, isn't he? So, like, Road Dog's out there doing a, a Road Dog, Jesse James, and I was fucking—you know—I loved that. I was into that. I went along with it. And so they came in, and I went, "The New Age Outlaws." I was like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and uh, yeah. they can hear you doing the whole thing. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Generation X proudly presents to you the tag team champions of the world. I don't know how they heard me. I don't know. Who's yeah, the I don't know how they, how'd you hear me. I didn't even. Uh, well, fucking that because I did the suck it, and that's what they got mad. I learned because later on, my mom tested me in the store. She went, "You can get a wrestling figure. What's this one?" And it was badass. I went, "That's BA Billy Gunn." Ah, I didn't say ass. <laughs> you got to buy it for me now. I don't know why I want a Billy Gunn figure with a fucking shovel, but I have one now. <laughs> oh, man. there! I just saw a program from, I think it, w- it was a Canadian program for Survivor Series 97, but it, it, it was a badass Billy. <laughs> badass Billy. <laughs> I actually read a very interesting article recently about the AEW Billy Gunn, and they were given a cease and desist using the Billy Gunn name. Even though WWE he owned the trademark by that point, yeah, yeah, and so like the, the lawyer basically said, okay, hold on, instead of fighting them head on, just call him Billy, and then like if, after a month, call him Billy Gunn on commentary, and then that's we'll still they see. Did. That's what they did for Cody as well. Yep, um, mm-hmm. he became Cody Rhodes before he left. Yep, which is why I can't believe like uh, that's why most fans can't believe that he would go back because it just... took so much bullshit weird little it yeah. was just weird little shit right yeah like if you really paying attention and you weren't just casual he had to go from being called just cody with yeah. brandy Rhodes. yeah it's and that's so when funny. he came out with brandy was yeah. so they could call her brandy Rhodes. so he was cody Bra- with brandy yeah Rhodes. cody um, with brandy wrote yeah it- then they had like the incident that anubis their dog got scared by the fireworks and so <laughs> that i was think sad yeah yeah, so the two of them stopped coming out together because I think somebody wants to be backstage with the dog. And you know what? That's awesome. That's I, fair. I love yeah. dogs. Don't bring the dog out. Uh, I love him, but don't bring yeah. him out. Yeah. No, like, can you imagine what the fuck Snoopy would have done? He would have bitten all humans <laughs> in range. They would be dead. He would have done the full Undertaker motorcycle <laughs> thing in like <laughs> half the time. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, so on that uh, note, Sean, I just saw something earlier that... so. We're, you know, we're a little bit behind when these come out, but uh, we'll know this if it's true. But so the rumor is Cody signed with the E. Uh, yeah, and he's going to be the rumor set- is again, uh, again brushing up on our month old 
discussion on this topic. <laughs> yes, it wasn't, but then it was, but then it wasn't, but it is again. However, I heard there's now a note I saw earlier today, an hour or two ago, saying Shane McMahon is now going to be at WrestleMania weekend. And so now the, the-, the theory is... <laughs> but the contract on the... Uh, the name of the contract says Rhodes, but it doesn't say Cody Rhodes. It says Shane Rhodes. Rhodes. Who knows? So <laughs> I don't okay. know what the fuck they're getting at. What's yeah, that? Yeah, so mean? like either. So the, now the theory is okay. Well, what if? What if? So I've heard Cody's scheduled to be on the Raw after Mania, which traditionally is when you debut big names. You don't bring yeah, him in mean, at Mania. When did no that build. tradition start, though? By the way, um, my guess was fourteen, right? Because X Pac debut. I think so. You yeah, look to name. 14. You look to the click. And that's yeah, when yeah. he came out. For I think the first so. Time. Probably around there. Yeah. Fish off, pal. You suck, or whatever. Yeah. 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 But uh, so I, I'm wondering if that's the plan, or because like at this point, Seth Rollins has no opponent. Please don't tell me you're going to bring out Seth comes out. Who's my opponent? Here comes the money. No, just so the other rumor, which I'd be down for, and I'm not an E mark, but like. What if Shane came out, did his fucking stupid dance, no one cares, and then Cody came out and took him out to walk down the ramp to beat Seth Rollins? Like, money, money. Let me book it. Let me book it. Vince, go retire. I'll make you money. Yep. No, I mean, like, speaking of making me money, um, whoever today on this event we're covering ECW from 97, but mm-hmm. um, I'll say real quick that I actually didn't watch this pay-per-view until it came out on the network in 2014. Oh, I didn't watch it till uh, uh, Friday. And, <laughs> I, well, yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't have much. Oh, no, I watched, I watched Sunday, everything back then. When the network Monday, first yeah. came out, I just went balls deep. Okay. And they only had ECW pay-per-views. They didn't have the TV they didn't have every WCW Nitro. They just right, had every yeah. pay-per-views, right? So mm-hmm. I watched every pay-per-view. Um, but I was 23, and I drank even more back then than I do now. What are the odds that we yeah. drank more in our 20s than we do in our 30s? Well, Sean could say that. I, I you know, I, I've kept steady throughout, to be fair. Well, you know, you, you, you didn't have children, so. I still don't. Thank God for that. Well. Hey, children are, children are a gift unless you want to be <laughs> single. Then they're a, a burden. Yes, that's uh, that's true. So, uh, yeah, they I, I could deal with more. children. I have too many things that they could ruin by touching in my home. Sean <laughs> can attest to that. Oh, I, I have <laughs> the same the same issue where, you know, boundaries must be set. Well, I was going to say, did, has your child started wandering yet? Or no, he no still, he's, like, he's, he's barely crawling. He's, okay. He's no, I have a co-worker who had a baby, and he's like, I can't believe it stands up and can waddle now. And he's like, it's getting everything. I was like, yeah, I'd be screwed. Well, I have- already gets everything. He, oh, yeah. he picks up anything. Like if I, if I literally, if I have a cigarette in my mouth and then I put it down on the counter to pick him up, he he's will grab take- the cigarette from the counter and break You're like, it. Don't grab that. You dumb baby. It's going to burn you. You idiot. You're like, no, 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 not lit. Oh, okay. I don't smoke inside. We're not our parents. Oh, that's true. I that's did true. that. That's fair. I definitely, yeah, no, 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 no. Barb okay. and Patty, different class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different class. That's true. <laughs> you, you don't fuck with that. They're old school. Oh yeah. And then if Chris oh. or Walt tries to tell him you should go outside with that, uh, <laughs> you don't want you don't want to go there. <laughs> with, with what the baby? 
Yeah, you want me to take the baby outside into the sun? An idiot. Okay. Oh God. But yeah, this is uh, this is barely legal. And don't if, Google uh, that. You I want to Google get paid money by Vince McMahon. You were talking about writing the show. Yeah, yeah. I just want to mix the fucking sound. Good. Okay, so that's so that's what I googled. My rare googling. So I'm gonna go. Th- I just so Tony did like Google mixes the sound. Yeah. So I did a Google after the show, and I've got some facts. I know it's backwards. I'm gonna drop some facts on you. Knowledge bomb. Boom. <laughs> so the original re- release of this was in 2000. It was in what 97, right? 96. Yeah, 97 was the pay per view. Yeah. So the first release where you could go watch it over and over was 2000. And most um, of the yeah, entrances were yeah. either cut out or because they couldn't use the music, they dubbed over. For example, yeah. uh, this is when Motorhead's Enter Sandman was used, yeah. which is a dope cover, by the way. I'm just saying. This is a good fun cover. But um, uh, This is when all the covers really were a thing. Like, Okay, okay yeah. so RVD, I'm just going to say this before we get into the matches, because I'd rather just talk about the matches in the order of, of their their existence. But like... Right. RVD and Lance Storm have a match and they come out to the same song that doesn't mm-hmm. stop. It just plays all the way through Lance Storm's entrance and then RVD comes yeah. out and then he... And then and there's a song that, later that plays for at least 15-20 seconds into the fucking match. Yes. Uh, and that's the Shane Douglas and Pitbull match. And yeah, which awful. we'll talk about. That's, I got some <clears> shit to talk about there. But yeah, so but, like... Um, so yeah, they, so they used it. So I did find out, Sean, and you'll be interested because you're a mark. Hmm. Everyone watching this is Mark, right? So you're all going to go yeah. fucking bump the price of this. Yes. There is an uncensored version of this, which was released on UK VHS and DVD in 2001 through Delta Music, which is a region-free DVD, so it should play anywhere. And apparently it is unedited in any way, ah. which is the only recorded version of that. However, I have like Peacock. The original so- pay-per-view feed. Yeah, well, if you have that, I so, mean, yeah, of course. Well, that, but is that is that the original paper? Before? I don't know. All all I read is it's the only unedited version. Even like some of the other releases, there were a couple others done, but they did edit stuff out. The only unedited, all the entrances, all the original music, you know, which Meta- I'm sure Lars. I would say about. this one probably has more than that tape would from 2000 with all maybe. the shit. Yeah, but maybe because because you see how long they go in certain spots from like the hard camera shot to yes. the uh, entryway. Yeah. With that explanation, it would make sense that there's some re-editing done. Oh yeah. Um, no, but, it seems like there's quite a bit of re-editing that's been done to this. But if I had the chance to redo the music, I would love to. Um, oh yeah. I said that. I said, Hey, pay me or Sean, we'll do it. And we'll, we'll pick appropriate music to overdub. Cause they just pick. They just roll a fuck. They just roll a fucking dice. I think. Yeah. They just. That's what happens. They guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. They're like. It's like if you took a non wrestling fan, you're like, "Hey, what does this guy look like? He likes. You're like, likes country. Uh, nope, that's RVD. He just has long hair. Not country. Thank you though. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, no, it's right. very bad. But uh, yeah. So right off the bat, the first thing I want to say about this pay per view is they need a better PA system, Sean. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, the beginning of the show has Joey Styles on the right. arena PA with Talk. no sound live to pay per view. No, nothing. So, like, 
not just that they need a better PA because <laughs> we hear in about two minutes that they definitely have a mic that goes to the feed. Yeah, unfortunately. They have no way to split that between the no. ring and the nope. feed. Yeah. So I have no fucking clue what's going on when no. the show starts yes. on the pay-per-view. Uh, despite yeah. the fact that the 500 people in the bingo hall are already thrilled. come here every week. And the people on pay-per-view are the people who've never seen this shit. Yeah, they're before. like, hey, I live in Phoenix. I want to watch what this is all about. And we get... And then the Dudleys come out. The Dudleys come out with some overdubbed shitty music, and then they cut away to the you know the ECW, what you think, the cool... I like the classic ECW theme. Like, it's understated. It's good. Oh, I love that. The, That's classic. Extreme. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, no, I like that better than fucking Bodies by Drowning Pool yeah. that they use to do the uh, I mean, WWE. Yeah, version. if you're going to use Drowning Pool, use a better, like, Bodies. Well, is okay, no, no, I mean, that's an okay song. Don't get it's me okay. wrong. No, it's but. Use the ECW song. Yeah, uh, but it's, so we missed, Sean. Song. We didn't get to see two matches. Well, one match and one. It may have been a match. I don't know. So Louis Piccoli beat Balls. Yeah, you know Balls. We we all know Balls. Oh yeah, we all know Balls. And then uh, uh, so Chris relative of cheeks. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Chris Chetty and JT Smith beat the FBI. Uh, you know uh, Nunzi. Oh, I mean Luke Guido. Sorry, <laughs> and uh, Tommy Rich in a match that lasted no time. I don't know what that. I feel Tommy like that was an angle. Come about lasagna. Yeah, so we missed Tommy those Rich of the uh, of the FBI. Yeah, so we we mitched, we mitched those. Yes, but uh, yeah, they come out. Uh, the Dudleys they come back from that. I I love uh, the fuck you Devon chance immediately yes. and aggressively. Yeah. And uh, that's what I was gonna say is we we had a discussion. Well, it was already a couple months ago uh, about NXT Takeover about aggressive fuck you chance and if we'd ever heard one, and we said we weren't sure. Now we're sure. Yeah. Now we're sure. We're very sure. I mean, I knew I'd heard them, and I, I was kind of like, I wonder if I've heard them not in ECW. ECW must be excluded from a lot of things. Yeah, a, but like these are still pretty aggressive for, for just a promo. You didn't, uh, yeah. And the, so here's the other problem, though. Like, I don't know what the fuck they were talking about in the promo because you can't hear fucking Jack Dick. <laughs> uh, but I did say. Yeah, you know, it's, it's there's a pretty long thing here, and again, I couldn't, I, I couldn't go blow for blow because there's there's like four minutes of talking, and the the PA system was so bad, and they didn't have a cut in like Sean said, I couldn't catch it all. Like I didn't, I yeah, kind of just went. I think the Dudleys came out to no music. Yeah, they just wandered out. But with, then uh, the fuck, what's his name? Gertner, Gertner, and yeah, the, the other Gertner, Joel Gertner, and yeah. Sign Guy. Sign Guy was there because you know. YOLO. Yeah, Louie dangerously. Yeah. But yeah, so they came out. and So we have the first match of the night is a tag team title match. The Dudleys, who are the champions, versus the Eliminators. Perry Saturn and John Cronus himself, the, the man. And uh, immediately into the match, immediately into the match, I got slightly annoyed. Because the first thing that happens is... Uh, the Eliminators attack, I think it was, I don't know, Gershner, someone. They hit the total elimination, and fucking Styles uh, peaks the mic immediately with his high-pitched shriek. Oh, my God! And I, I, 
Okay. So I appreciate, like, same with Morrow. I appreciate their enthusiasm, but I, sometimes it gets a bit much. And in this show, Joey being the only man talking gets a bit much. Yeah. Gets yeah, a little bit. I can't, I can't disagree with that. But um, I have a question. Yeah. Um, before we proceed with the meat of the match, yeah. but it, it is a spoiler of a question. Okay. Did the Young Bucks steal the Eliminators gimmick? I, I feel like they might have because watching this match, it felt like we were watching the Bucks, but 10 years, 15, 20 but years ago. Also better, in my opinion, because that was kind of my my takeaway from this match was if the Young Bucks think they're innovative, they need to go back and watch more. No, okay, so yeah, right. so I, I kind of, so I'm going to gush a little bit about this match. So most people know I hate when... There are rules, and they're broken blatantly, and no one cares. So, right. so this is a tag team title match. Realistically, I would call it a doubles title match because there's no tag rules. They're all in the ring at once, which I honestly feel made this so... Like, that's how... I think that's how these matches should be. Let everyone be in the ring at once. Don't worry about tags. Who gives a fuck? Because a tag match, it's just like, oh, it's a singles match with extra people. No, it's more interesting when they're because this whole match was constant double team maneuvers, which right. I felt was unique. You don't see it. It's like you do with the Young Bucks now because there's no rules. But like, yeah, this this felt Young Buckian because everyone's in the ring all the time and everyone's getting their moves in. Mostly not the Dudleys because you know it, it was really to showcase the Eliminators here, who did right. a lot of crazy shit. To be fair, they they had a lot of big moves, a lot of yeah. cool stuff. And the crowd fucking loved them. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go blow for blow, but yeah, they they went really big. There's no tag rules. It's a tag title match technically, but you know, ECW, what are rules? Who cares? I feel like other companies could really pick up on this and just say, you know what? Instead of a tag team, it's you know, it's a it's a team match, two v two. No tags. It's more. I think it just adds. It added to this match. It was yeah. really interesting. And I liked it. No, absolutely. <clears throat> um, and I think the MVP of this match is Saturn. Yes, um, for sure. I haven't seen that much of Cronus. Excuse me, <clears throat> of John Cronus, but this match wasn't his strongest outing, and he had like a. I mean, I don't know why. Or if this is actually the name of the move, but uh, Styles called it a, a space flying Cronus drop. Oh, so I have a lot of problems um, with uh, fucking Joey in this match calling everything stupid shit. Uh, he called yeah. one thing right, but like in Taz's match, that's a blank Taz plank. Can you just call it? No, everything's not a Taz plank. Stop it. It's not. But uh, he did. So Cronus did hit a very uh, picture perfect 450 in this match, though. Give him that. Yeah, um, but he had this weird spot where, well, a couple of spots where he looked like he was going to fall over. Yeah, um, there's a couple. Yeah, but like, um, but they didn't. Luckily, they didn't. I don't think they fucked up enough to get the no, fuck. They you did, fucked up. I don't. I don't have any botches written down. But what I do have is a botch on commentary when uh, fucking Joey Styles defies us to show him another 265 pounder anywhere in the world competing in the sport can do the space flying Cronus drop. And I'm like, but that's I not do. a real thing. So I don't know what that could just be a fucking butt slam. Right. But we've also just 
1997, and we've seen 400-pound Vader do moonsaults. Yeah, so, a fucking Bam Bam um, Bigelow at this point in ECW doing fucking moonsault. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, again, I have a lot of problems with... I appreciate Joey Styles and his enthusiasm, but I'll comment on it a bit later, some of the things I don't like. Uh, but yeah, so like at this point, like coolest thing about this match, I'm digging it. The two v two all the time. It's it's cool. It's it's is it innovative? I don't know. For me, it was because like watching this, I don't you know I didn't watch a lot of ECW, so I didn't know. But it it's very cool. Just fuck the rules. Just go. And the referee did what I like instead of WWE referees who were in the fucking way. He just stood out of the way. Okay, fight. I'll count pins. Otherwise, go for it. I don't care. That right. that's I like it. Oh, actually, um, it was John Cronus who hit the 450. Yeah. And Joey Styles said something again about his size. And in my head, I was like, I literally have seen Hugh Morris do that last week. Yeah. Yeah. So just sometimes he puts things over too hard to the point at the detriment of what I'm actually seeing. Yeah, um, so like, I will say again, good fucking match. Like yeah, I, no. I have no problems with this match. No, no, yeah. So uh, one other thing I want to say before we get to the ending is uh, I love the sound of this ring. That sounds oh, weird, yes. but I fucking it's perfect. It's not loud. So, it's not. There's no microphone on it. It's just just right. It's so good. I didn't write that in my notes until the Japanese match. But that came up. But yeah, no, it this, it even really this early, I was like, I really like the sound of the ring when they hit it. It sounds just right. There's not a microphone in the wrong place that makes Brett and o- and fucking Sean sound like somebody's under there uh, her, 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 with the mic. Yep. Going, Where are you? It was so good. Uh, but yeah, so uh, there was a t- to end the match. The eliminators uh, hit the total elimination and Joey Styles literally came in his pants when they did it while screaming. And this is a recurring theme of Joey coming during the show. It's uh, several comes, a lot of come. Yeah. But uh, the um, eliminators win and dethrone the Dudleys to become the three time, I believe ECW tag team champions. And uh, I gave this one a solid seven out of 10. I really liked this match. I thought it was really good. Yeah, me too. I, I wrote down a couple more spots where I just, Oh yeah, I'm hit, not hit me with them, them that they uh they really just the eliminators did major major young bucks. Well, yeah, well fucking Saturn hit the lion salt but like a uh, double jump. So he jumped to the second rope, up to the top rope and hit a lot like I do not remember Saturn doing so many moonsaults and act like that's not what I remember. So- I watched this and it made me go, "Man, ECW Saturn is so much cooler than WCW Saturn." Yeah. No, Saturn was um, a badass at this point, and he was a monster. A crazy, like Cronus was impressive, I'll give him it, but Saturn was definitely the standout of this match. No but question. We got a false finish. Um and it it's kind of dumb. I mean it, there's uh, a couple of those in the show also where you're like, yeah, that's this, the this finish. Whole finish gets retracted for a second. Yeah, so yeah, so after the match, so again, 7 out of 10, I thought at this point we're calling it the match. The Eliminators win. I really liked it. It was, it was pretty fast-paced for the most part. No major fuck-ups. The crowd got was really into the Eliminators here for sure. Um, also, apparently Bubba broke his ankle during this match, like legit. I read that, but I, I, I couldn't didn't know, find where. I didn't know where. I'm just I'm going to say yikes. 
congrats to him, even though I don't like Bubba as a person for finishing it, depending on where he broke it. I don't know. But yeah, after the match, Joe Gertner, you know, wearing his sexy outfit, gets in. And uh, based on the Gertner scale, the Dudleys actually won the match and are still tag team champions. And uh, not really because they just uh, basically kill Gertner and they leave with the title. So Eliminators well, did win. Beyond that, um, so Gertner at this time was actually called Studley Dudley. Was he actually? Oh. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, oh, so things I didn't part know. Of the family. Oh, God. Um, and this finish is the reason that he wore a neck brace for the rest of ECW. Is it really? Okay. Yeah. They broke right. his they broke his poor little neck and Okay. That's All the right. reason that he became the Joel Gertner that we know and love with the with the bow tie. ECW the really brace. ECW was really into neck injuries, huh? <laughs> yeah, because that that's a, a that's a recurring theme, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I gave it a seven out of ten. I I actually thought this was a really good opener. It went about. It didn't go long. It was like a, I think six seven minutes. It was, it, but it was and it was the eliminators on top most of the match. They hit a lot of big moves. I thought it was good. I liked it. That was a good start to their first pay per view ever. I think. Yeah. No. It absolutely was. Uh, honestly, it was a hard hitting match. Yeah. And then and then, even though it was a cheap finish, you followed it up with a with a hot angle. Yeah. And uh, it worked for me. So mm-hmm. um, there's there's not much I can complain about there. Um, what did you what did you rate it? What was your rating? Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. I gave it a seven. Not a, yeah. not a bad rating. Meltzer gave it two and three quarters. Okay. So I'm a little higher on it than Meltzer. Meltzer's maybe six on my scale, but yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's Meltzer. And it's, uh, it's an outlaw mud show. Well, and yeah, there, he knows there's some Japanese stuff happening. He's like, I'm not gonna rate it. Blah, blah, blah. We'll get to. Well, that. you also got to remember, it's not just rated on the event. Now we've we've come to find that Meltzer rates things based on the people he's friends with. Yeah. So at this time, Meltzer's friends with Jim Cornette, who really mm-hmm. doesn't like the Outlaw Mud Show. Yeah. So even though the, I don't think there was that much in that, like that match could have been on any show and would have been respectable. Like it wasn't, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it wasn't a fucking ECW outlaw. We'll get to that later. He's got to rate it. He's got to rate it as if it's on a show with that shit. Yeah. So here we go. Does he have anything specific to say about it or just, you know, rating and move on? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. (laughs) Classic. Uh, Yeah. So after the match, Gertner does his thing. The eliminators kill him and they leave with the title and the, Hey, Lance Storm, and then I said, oh my god, I forgot he had the horrible fucking rat tail. <laughs> oh no. I kind of liked it. I liked that uh, it was bleached. <laughs> I liked that it had a, a, a mind of its own. He literally um, had a fucking high and tight fade, except for the very back, which was a bleached rat tail. <laughs> yeah. It's something about a rat tail. The fucking rat tail, man. Yeah. Lance Storm had one, and uh, yeah, so he's against RVD, and yeah, so like Sean said earlier, and uh, I commented here, uh, the song played continuously throughout both of their entrances, and the entrances both was you know RVD was cut off, so it's it's very weird, and again, yeah. it, it's it's just, and I guess part of weird. RVD's character back here was to have walk 
by a band that sounded almost exactly like Pantera. Yeah, Bantera. They were called Kilgore or... Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's it, weird. It, RVD does not seem like the walk kind of guy. But you know what? No. I'm okay. Whatever whatever you want to do. That's the joy of the indies, which this is technically, realistically, it's an indie. You can just play whatever the fuck you want. No one cares. Until you're on paper, yeah, I mean, suddenly you're like, like, shit. He's so yin yangs. Yeah. Like you expect like an Enya song. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, not walk. Yeah. But so it's RVD versus Lance Storm. Um, yeah. So at this point, I, I mentioned immediately into this match. Uh, so there are no pads on the ground, it's just concrete. In, just concrete on the ground. And about a minute later, Styles also mentioned we're not in Disney World. No pads out here, bitches. Basically. So I'm yeah. I'm not saying that I'm you know faster and better than Joey Styles, but call me. We'll see what we'll see what yeah. works out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying that I'm more observant than the either of you, oh. but like look at the lack of um, depth between the ring. Oh, I noticed that too. Uh, a man could there's probably four feet of space from the edge of the ring to the barricade. Yeah, around you the entire land, long ways. Like you can't. You could not. You years. you could, yeah. but you would die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, RVD with a nice moonsault off the barricade, big, you know, very pretty. Uh, fucking yikes! RVD whips. So RVD whips Storm. Storm bounces off of the turnbuckle, and RVD just fucking yeets a chair into yeah. his fucking face. Yes. And I don't know if like. So we're going to come up on this later, but I feel like Lance Storm is not fully acclimated to the hardcore scene. He, you know, he was no. trained, he was trained, you know, Stu Hart, the dungeon with Jericho. They trained together. So he was not a hardcore wrestler. Right. And that shows a couple times in this match. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's not in his element here, but no, um, I immediately had to compare this to we've watched some a couple of RBD matches recently, but um, the Gold Dust one because Gold Dust works in old school style. Yeah, and so does Landstorm. Yes, and the first few minutes of this match are clunky because it seems like you know Storm's trying to call it. Yeah, and then at some point he just says, "No, you call it." Yeah, fuck it. What do you want to do? He Storm is going to eat his offense and he's probably going to eat the loss, right? Mm-hmm. So he just goes, Okay, what do you know how to do? In a way that, like, this match ends up being one of the better RVD matches, um, that I've seen recently because, I'd, yeah, I'd say that I give that a, I give that a yes. It's, it's not, um, there's nothing overly offensive or, Beyond those first couple of weird clunky minutes, and they yeah. don't feel super clunky, at least not as bad as like RVD versus Regal, which was a good match. But like, yeah, yeah, no, it it it, it, it flowed better. I feel like that's just because Storm, you know, Regal is a great worker, but Lance Storm can do high flying. You know, he's more athletic, he's younger, so it right he can do it when he needs to. He, I just feel like he didn't realize at the beginning, like, oh, this is what's happening. 
Um, but yeah, we get we get right, some stuff. And I, I think that's actually supposed to be maybe part of the story. I don't maybe. remember who's RVD supposed to be replacing. There's supposed to be a different opponent. Is it Jerry Lynn or something like that? Um, I I, I don't remember. I know. Hold on, let me. I've got it pulled up. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Blah 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 blah. Um, blah blah blah. There was a. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was um Chris Chetty. Chris okay. Chetty, right? No, was it Chetty? No, it was. Uh, hold on, I wrote because he came out right after. No, hold on. We're organized oh, here. Candido. On this. Candido. Candido. Sorry, Chetty Candido. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so Candido had a torn bicep because he's going to show up a little bit later, and uh, yeah, RVD replaced him. So I forgot also at this point that RVD was a full blown heel. Yeah, and um, we get we get a solid match out of this and how's the finish go because um so so it's weird so i will say early very early early in the match like the first three minutes we get a big five-star frog splash but that is not his finish yet they have not decided that's it because he kicks out so interesting but uh yeah the finish is a is a little bit weird so um lance storm hits rvd with some pretty weak chair shots to the head which is another recurring theme in the show because, you know, if you don't know how to work a guy and you're not, you know, totally comfortable with them, you're not going to actually wail them in the forehead with a chair. Right. And right. so I feel like Lance was like, because the first one he did was really tense. It was like, eh. the second one was a bit better. And then when he went to do the third one, RVD got up, did the van, I think it's a van Terminator, like the, yes. the spin kick to the face and fucking drill. Like, Lance Storm sold his ass off for some of this. I feel like he just took chairs to the face, honestly. Yes. Most and, most uh, of this match is, is Lance Storm showing how to sell. Yeah, but the Van, Ter- the Van Terminator actually isn't it. Then RVD does a backflip splash, and he wins off that, which is... Again, there's a lot of weird finishes in this match. Like, why, did the, why would you not have finished with the move prior to what you just did? That's a little right. weird. Right. Uh, but RVD wins. Uh, it's a 10-minute match, roughly, something to that effect. And it's it's a match. I'd say it's probably, I don't know if it's my favorite RVD match we've seen lately, but it's probably tied. I gave it a 6 out of 10, which I think is what I gave him and Regal, about the same score. So 6 out of yeah. 10. I thought it was good. Um, I like the first match of the show more, personally, um, mm. because I thought it was, I just really liked the first match. It was very good. Um, the weak chair shots kind of hurt it for me. Like if they'd act, you know, if I feel like if Lance Storm been comfortable to just fucking wail on RVD's head, like RVD clearly was, it, it might've been a little better, but they just didn't gel for the first, I don't know, couple minutes of the match. And so it took it down a notch for me. Um, no, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm totally, uh, totally with that. Um, Meltzer kind of agreed with you. I don't know what you gave your star rating. Six out um, of ten. Okay. Yeah, he gave it a two and a half, so about a five. But, okay, um, so, yeah, at, at the same point, we've both gone about the same. I'm a little bit higher on both than he is, but... Yeah, he gave it He gave it less than the previous match, and, and so did you. Um, yep, yep, yep. It ran ten minutes and ten seconds, exactly, so ten, oh, ten. Yep, ten, ten. Um, Perfect ten? Guess, tie? Uh, tie? 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 <laughs> yeah. Tie? There was a a spot where I couldn't make out the chance because the crowd was divided. Half of them were chanting, you sold out, and the other half were chanting, you fucked up. Yes. Which is, those are both common 
chance, but you fucked up is a very common ECW chance. Yeah, so, so again, I didn't know that at first, but apparently at this point, RVD's doing the full-blown heel where he's, he's it's basically what uh, Cactus Jack would do earlier, where he's, you know, Bischoff, you know, dad, you know, the same thing where he's basically going, oh, I'm Mr. Monday Night, you know, sign me to a big money contract, fuck ECW, etc. So it's, it's kind of a retread of that. Um, but it, it's 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 different. I'm not going to say it's a, it's a copy. It's just, you know, it's a similar thing. But that's, that's kind of what's happening. So they're saying you sold out because he's, you know, basically saying, you know, every week sign me. I don't belong. I don't deserve to be here. And after the match, he talks about that. He's like, "Hey, I only did this match. I wasn't even supposed to be on the show. I did it because now I'm worth more money." Blah blah blah, etc. etc. Mister Monday Night, fuck ECW, and then he bails. So yeah, no, and I mean, like, I I wrote something about uh, his promo. Um, I <laughs> I wrote that uh, he. Uh, he uh well well i wrote that rvd grabs the mic and he says he'd like to thank landstorm for having a great match but he ain't like that yeah right and he ain't out here to get lance's respect yep. and he and the- ain't out here to get the audience's respect and he ain't out here to deliver a good promo because honestly this is like the weakest i've ever seen rvd on the mic well it's funny because like honestly like it's really hard for me to think back and remember anything is uh, with rvd on the mic where he's not Hey man, I'm RVD. Yeah, uh, pot, weed. Hey, and I'm, that's Vince. Vince was telling him maybe just be what he has Riddle doing now. And it's, yeah, still- okay. and again, I love I love them both. I love Riddle. I love the fucking RK bro. I think it's perfect. Randy, that's so good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, RVD doesn't feel like he's a natural heel. Like so, he does get. There are points where RVD does really well as a natural heel. It's after this. It's when. Uh, fucking Fonzie and you know RVD and Sabu are together. RVD, I feel like they do some you know almost some coaching. Like, hey RVD, don't say ain't. Why would you say ain't? Don't say that. Stop saying. Yeah, that. you're from Detroit. Don't you're, say ain't. You're affluent. Yeah, just don't do that. But yeah, it was a it was it was a weak promo. And luckily, I don't have to include that in the overall match rating. Otherwise, I'd probably bump it down a notch. But we're gonna see a lot of promos and a lot of weak promos i can confidently say so get used to it yeah for sure there's Mick no Foley, way. there is not on this show <laughs> no i am hardcore uh, we got terry we do got terry oh by the way sean after this match he leaves and now there's a fucking confetti party happening apparently who what well, fucking crazy and uh, very happy I, that he left. Yeah, I'm gonna say this: uh, we got a, a six man ta- tag match in in heavy quotes here. Well, that's heavy. why. Um, so you were referring earlier to like the fact that there's no rules in ECW and yeah. how the regular tag match didn't need tagging. Yep. Um, I didn't want to spoil my views of this one, but um, do you think this is why AEW calls their six mans trios? I think so because so the way I'm gonna we'll spoil it a bit, but the way this match is, there's two teams of three, uh, but essentially when one guy gets downed from a big move, another guy runs in, and I kind of actually like it. It it has a really nice flow where you don't have to do those stupid get let me get a tag moments. Like they still do them weirdly. Sometimes they're still tags. It's it's a little weird, right? 
So it's kind of half and half, but I really like again. It, the just tag like is about one. who you have to pin, not yeah. who's in the ring. Right. It's who you and, have to pin. And I don't like. I don't know. I'm not a huge Japanese wrestling uh, aficionado. I don't know if maybe this is how Japanese tags work. From what I've read from American wrestlers' books who worked in Japan, I don't think it is. This was just an ECW thing, maybe. Uh, but we got a six-man tag match. The BWO Japan, which is Taka Michinoku, Terry it's Boy. Kai and Kai. It's Kai and Tai. It's yeah. Dick to go. It's yeah. Taka, and it's Men's Teo. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. The original so, Kai and Tai before before Funaki. Yeah, Funaki, number one announcer. And uh, they're facing the great Sasuke, not Sasuke. This is not anime. This is real life. Sasuke. Uh, Grand Hamada and Masata Yakushiji, who apparently was uh, filling in, and he did a, a, a grand job filling in, I will say. Yes. Yes, he did. And oh. so here's, I'm going to say this before we start. I was not expecting much. Like, watching the shows we've watched where Japanese, Mexican, they just throw them in. I was like, these are average. Not here. No, Holy this is, this is the match of the night. This easily. This is the match <laughs> of the night. I, um, I, yeah, Grand Hamada is my new favorite wrestler based off of this match. He's <laughs> fucking. Um, yeah. The whole, so, yeah. So, I, I'm going to go through this. This one deserves a bit of a blow by blow. Yes. So, the, so starting off, the match is stiff, as you expect. Very stiff. Yes. This is what I noticed that this ring sounds awesome. It sounds so good. <laughs> and yeah, so I said, okay, never mind. I'm loving this. I thought it wouldn't be okay. And it's not violent like you would think, like ECW violent, but everything they do is so crisp, so quick, so perfect. There's no downtime. Everything is violent. Like, it just. He, he like a hip toss is not a violent move unless it's done by these guys. It's yes. fucking amazing. Hip tosses, snap snapmares look like they're gonna You're break dead. somebody's neck. Yeah, um, so Taka fucking does a really cool fucking worm out of a half crab where he like contorts and comes out, fucking kicks him. Uh, the fucking BWO is like full blown heels. They, they do like the triple taunt on the guy with the fucking. Oh, NW, yeah. It's dude, this so getting the a brain buster, a real brain buster. Remember that last one we saw where the that's a brain buster. Nope, that was a suplex. This is a fucking brain buster right here. Hey, a WWF trademark, Michinoku Driver trademark. Yes, a real fucking brain buster. Yeah, and like dude, the, I, I, at this point, I said this just keeps hitting. I fucking love it. A stiff as stiff as fuck triple power bomb by the BWO. I'm going to see that again. They Everything is so stiff, violent. These guys are fucking bumping and working their ass off in this match. Yep. Uh, there's one fuck up that happens. They're going for another triple uh, fucking powerbomb, but uh, Sasuke doesn't take it correctly, so they have to redo it. Whatever. It's fine. There was a weirder spot before that uh, that bothered me more because the way that uh, the Sasuke did that powerbomb thing, they ended up doing a spot where he fucked them anyway instead yes. of them succeeding. Yeah, um, okay. But prior to that, there was a spot where I think it was actually Sasuke, but it was Hamada trying to put him up for a vertical or no, he was trying to put Hamada up for a vertical and and couldn't hold him. Maybe. And, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So yeah, they right. rolled into an in uh, like a schoolboy, like an inside cradle. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it looked really awkward 
Um, yeah, okay. But that was that was my only gripe with the entire match. Yeah. Which, which is actually a lot to say about this kind of match with this many moves, right? Um, so far, I'd say the scariest moment of the night uh, happened where Sasuke did a, a, a side moonsault off the outside onto Toga, who was on the barricade, which, by the way, is not a WWF barricade. This is just a fucking metal barricade. Yeah, this is just the little steel fucking. So, like, I, if Togo had moved uh, Sasuke's broken ribs and taking it, I feel like could not have been pleasant on your back spine with a man no landing way. on you. So, like, that no looked way. fucking nuts. Um, Taka with a huge jump. So he, so Taka right here is fucking nuts. He does a sprinting jump up onto the top rope. Stops on a fucking dime on the fucking rope somehow to then launch off the rope out of the fucking ring. Uh, fucking insane. Don't know how the fuck he pulled that off. That was insane. Amazing. Uh, yeah. a, a, a choke slam bomb? <laughs> we, we, Undertaker sometimes can't even make a choke slam look good, but they make it look amazing? What? A p- picture perfect Frankensteiner. Beautiful. We've seen some shit ones. That was as good as you're going to fucking see. Yep. Uh, and here we go. Joey with the best call of the night. Suicide dive. He calls. It's not a fucking whatever plancha, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I would give you that, Tony. But in this same match, he goes, Ultimo Dragon or Ultimate, Ultimate Dragon, Dragon, as Debbie call calls him. Incorrectly, incorrectly, I might add. So, I, so gonna, if, <laughs> if he hadn't done that in this very same match, I would have given uh, that to you. I know, we're you just about, gave me a reason to bring that up. Dude, so. We're going to talk, talk about it later because I do mention that. But uh, <laughs> so I'm gonna, I cannot explain it. But this ending sequence is fucking beautiful. It's about two minutes of massive awesomeness that ends with. So Sasuke catches Taka with a tigerplex in the end. Uh, you know, tiger, you know, blah, for the pin, and they win. And it just go watch this match. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this: if you're watching one match on this whole show, I, I don't want to be that guy, but watch this match. Yeah, no, it's this, this is one. the match to watch. Um, and give it, it's a seventeen, what, sixteen minutes and fifty-five seconds. Seventeen so yeah, minute match. Seventeen minute match. And I'm gonna, but, um, I'm gonna spoil a bit right now. If they given this five more minutes and subtracted five or even ten from the next match, I would not complain at all. Same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, same. 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 And yeah. uh, I, I hate to be on the same page with Meltzer, but back in the '90s, I guess I really was because Meltzer gave this one four and a quarter. I gave it he, eight out of ten. So yep. it's so about he dead gave on. it eight point five. Like he yeah. gave it above you. You know what? He would have given it a nine in Tokyo Dome. Yeah. No. Th- this was yeah. So my re- my reaction to this was I didn't expect to like this so much. But it was fucking awesome. Just go watch it. It was nonstop stiff, crisp, and perfect. A single, you know, visible botch. And I don't even mind it because it happened and they didn't even, like, they didn't get, like, the crowd didn't even chant you fucked up. Which yeah. in ECW is insane. They mu- like they started to after the first weird fuck up powerbomb thing you mentioned. They started to. And then they and then- went off. So they immediately just went, fuck that next move. Go. It was. Yep. Yeah, it was. This match is beautiful. Like it, if I if there's a whole show of this, I, I'd watch it. That was great. Uh, so Japan, basically. Yeah, 
because well, so all of so all of the Japan before it became a little too choreographed. Yes, because all the, of these guys were hard. from uh, Michinoku Pro Wrestling at the time. Right. This was so. If you don't know, Taka is a big fucking deal in Japan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, ignore the WWE where they made him nonsense, but he's had his own promotion. He's trained. I don't know, probably hundreds of fucking wrestlers by now. Um, in Japan, he is a big deal. He's up there with uh, fucking Muda, those guys. He's on that tier. So, yeah, no, for sure. Um, fucking the interesting thing here, beyond the fact that this was my, this is my favorite match of the night. Agreed, absolutely. Um, but like the the next thing we get is isn't a- so great. No, well, it's not that it's not so great. It's that it's hard to tell how good it would have been had somebody been fucking hired to do the right music because they oh, play the God. same stock music from the RVD song yeah. over this entire Stevie Richards promo. And it's, not, it's not short. It's a, it's about a four or five. It's almost a five minute promo. He goes on. No, and then, and then it ends with the grand surprise of the blue meanies behind him. Yeah, which is a little, you know, it's cool. But like, yeah, no, I I didn't dig this. It, basically, the whole the whole promo is basically, you know, he's not a bit, you know, he's and the uh, whole promo is a fucking Raven promo. Yeah, and just, the problem is we get one of those later tonight. And it's it better. shows every reason why this one sucks. Yeah, like, I, I love Stephen Richards. He's great. He's a great exactly. I wrote that in my notes. I was like, you know, we don't talk about him because maybe his career, as far as WWE was concerned, ended on yeah. Sunday Night Heat with Victoria. Yeah. Or maybe it's because but, he went on to be Abyss's psychiatrist in TNA. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, as far as my remembrance of him in The Flock and then in Right to Censor... He was good. No, he's always he's always been good, and I I, I appreciate him. But th- this just fell flat. Maybe it would be better if we had the uncensored version where we could see what like if there was just no music. This would have been so much more impactful. But yep. they added this goofy music, and then like at the end again, it's ECW, so we all know these are being recorded in fucking Paulie's basement, essentially, or in oh, the yeah. back. And that's that's a big thing in the uh, in Beyond the Mat, the movie that's yeah. based around the time they do this particular pay per view is like they go to Paul's parents' house. Yeah, in, in the New basement. York. Yeah, mom's ironing ironing while they're filming promos. Yeah, and they like cut. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I just feel like this could have been this wouldn't have been bad. It's just it. I cannot watch it without hearing the stupid overdub music, and I just went. I don't I don't care. I get it. You're sad because you're alone and you're depressed. That's Raven's gimmick. Gimmick infringement. Stop it. Meh. So again, coming off of such a hot match, I was just like, this doesn't feel like the place to put this. No, but no, no way. So, yeah, that happened. It it was, you know, basically, you know, he's sad for himself, but he's going to win to prove himself. And then. Sean, I'm going into a match stock that... music. We get more stock music that completely covers yeah. the ring announcer. They yeah. show the ring announcer talking. But you, you don't can't hear, hear the fucking talking. word he says. No, no. It, the, then they make the mix super awkward. Uh, they, have it, they have the ring announcer staring at the entranceway yeah. for like 30 seconds until Shane Douglas finally comes out. Yeah, they don't change uh, the music. It's nope. the same stock music. Yeah, same and one. then when yeah. finally he puts the mic up to his own lips, they play Two seconds of the original cut. Cut the music. And then it goes back to this weird 
Mick. It's so weird. Like, it's just like whoever did this clearly doesn't care. They're just told this is your job. Do it. Like, okay. I'll take 10 bucks an hour to do it. Mayor. It's, I don't think they do it for free. I think these are unpaid interns. I wouldn't doubt it. It's, it's not great. Um, but yeah, so like, here's what I'm going to say ahead of this is I might, you know, ruffle some feathers, but I've never been a big Shane Douglas guy. Yep. Same. Same. I, I, no. I know some of his promos are good. Very good, even. But, like, I don't, like, he's not on the punk, you know, Daniel, fucking Bryanson, Daniel, you know, Daniel Bryanson, my classic Daniel Bryanson, Jericho. He's not on that level consistently. MJF, he, he's not up there all the time. And this yeah, was where no, he was not up there because he just goes on. Like, he's like, I'm gonna say it. People are gonna be mad. He's he's triple H, he's triple H light. Yep. he's triple H light. That's he what Shane Douglas is. He's the franchise. He's not the game. He's the franchise. Oh, well, he knows, uh, but he's got a lot of hormones. Yeah. And again, I said like I know this was still like so. This was like second peak Douglas because this was after his you know he left and came back kind of thing. So like he's a mega heel because. As soon as you turn on ECW, everyone hates you for all time. Fuck you. Kill yourself. Basically. Right. right. The like I'm trying to think like even fucking Cactus Jack. Right. When he no, I think he might have gotten some cheers when he left. Maybe I'd have to reread the book. But uh, and no one liked Shane Douglas when he was there. No one liked him after. No one's ever liked him except Francine. Apparently. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the stipulation of this match is. If Pitbull number two loses, the masked man must unmask. And if it's Rick Rude, something happens. Uh, and at this point, yeah. I said they're just spamming music for some reason. They're in the ring for a good 20 seconds, and the music's just still fucking going. Yeah, no. Uh, and uh, I don't have a lot of play. I think it's beyond 20 seconds. I think it's a solid minute. It's like a it's lot. And so, again, we came off that hot-ass match just now. This match is slow. And remember, this isn't a fucking major arena. You're in no. a bingo hall. There's Everyone I'm, who's going to get their beer has already got 1, it. 1,170 attendees. Yeah. So there's, there's not no a reason lot of for people. a let-me-up match to ruin the fucking feel of the night. No, you especially not a fucking 20 goddamn one-minute one, Sean. Holy shit. Oh, so you're telling me that this went five minutes longer than the match I'd like to see five minutes more of. Yes. So uh, so the whole story of this match is, if you don't know, Pitbull number two and Pitbull number one. The Pitbulls. Spoiler. Uh, <laughs> so Pitbull number one, Gary Wolf, uh, his neck was broken by, by Shane Douglas. Douglas. Yes. It wasn't actually, it was an accident, but you know, Owen, Stone, you know, they're going to play it in. Uh, but the problem with this, this is, is before that, though. This is before Owen Stone Cold. No, I know, but the, you know they're going to play it in and say, "Oh, I'm going to." So Owen it. broke Stone Cold's uh, neck as a shoot work, as a worked shoot to play off of ECW. Yeah, clearly that's what happened. But yeah, so <laughs> like Shane Douglas, the problem with this is Shane is not a fantastic worker. He's like Triple H, but equally, he's not even a good worker. He's just no. kind of good on the mic, kinda. Yeah, it's that's the thing. Like, he's I'm okay, sorry, but like I've watched yeah. enough, and I'm like, really? Yeah. Oh, like, I agree. Okay. 
I agree. Uh, and he's against a tag team wrestler, right? That's the problem. Pitbull number two is great in tag matches. I've seen great tag team matches with him in it. But against Shane Douglas, who isn't a fucking ring general, going 20 minutes is just not like this should have been a 10 minute match. Right. No, absolutely. Like it's it's uh, it's just it's how do I explain my disdain for Shane Douglas without coming across like just some asshole with a grudge? He's not as good as he thinks he is. No, he thinks he's he thinks he's Triple H. And he isn't like people hate Triple H. Triple H sucks. So like, and I mean, I don't mean that disparagingly. He's retiring this week. I just mean like, in in terms of his actual grand contribution to the business, that doesn't have to do with the fact that he married into it. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna be different. Like I liked the Reign of Terror. I was into Triple H. I liked it too, but I don't know if it exists if he would fucking not have been. No, and then obviously he's had fucking like that's the thing has shane douglas ever had a five-star match or even close mick Fo- cactus jack triple h at the royal rumble rules kurt angle never has so well, it's we're, a hard we're skipping hard him bargain. but like we're skipping him but like triple h cactus jack royal rumble amazing match triple h uh fucking taker hell in a cell that was an am- that was a fantastic fucking match yeah Anyone that thinks that was overdone, uh, fuck yourself. That was a fantastic match. Even the the one they did be, was it before or after, with no hell in the cell was also really fucking good. Yep, they did one after. Yeah, I, I, I mean it, it's hard to top hell in the cell. Like they should have swapped those. Hell in the cell should have been the end, not have a you know normal match after. But whatever, ignore that one we just reviewed. We don't we don't talk about that. There's a reason no one talks about that. But. Yeah, Douglas, I feel, is massively overrated, and his ego is just, like, absurd. I'm trying to think of other wrestlers who I, like, could compare him to, like, who would have been a big star if they just took two fucking steps back and just went, okay, maybe. But, like, it's it's hard to find. Like, almost no wrestlers have been so egotistical to be like, I should be the best, and, like, you're not. You just aren't. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because, yeah, he... It's so weird to me, like, well, I mean, it's 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 the thing that Vince talks about, like, oh, the brass ring, pal. Nobody's <sighs> reaching for it anymore. But well, like, the the industry is is now in such a, a circumstance where, uh, if you want to keep your job, you have to be Vince's guy. Yeah, or if you're gonna you, go to AEW, that, that's your choice. Yeah, but if you want to try and get yourself over, you're gonna get released on the next round. Yeah, no, you're going to, yeah, you do what Vince says or else. And maybe if you've been around long enough, you might have some sway. I feel like Seth Rollins is one of those guys. Roman Reigns. I think Owens is one of those those guys because the reason Absolutely. we're getting Stone Cold right now is because he said, you said I could stay and pick my opponents. Yeah. Well, I want Steve Austin. And, and I feel like Austin. Do what I can do, pal. <laughs> like, I'm going to say, like, who are the, t- if there were two people Austin could come back to, Fight, wrestle, whatever. Oh, it's gotta be Owens. It's Everyone's Owens or saying Punk. it's a great it's opponent. It's Even Owens. Fucking Cornette is saying it's, yeah, it's perfect. Owens is great. And I'm gonna say this: I don't want an actual match. Just let it be an angle. Let it end the show on an angle. I don't want. Don't don't do a whole match. I don't want a whole match. Just let it be a brawl. Well, Matt Scott has a weird theory where he <laughs> thinks that Stone Cold's gonna leave Kevin Owens floored on night one. 
mm. and then possibly have something to do with the finish on night two. Mm, the uh, Roman Brock. I, yes. See, I that's a bit crazy. I don't know. I I know that's what it sounded like to me originally. I was mm. like, that's crazy, and I was like, but but it's I, wrestling. I, anything I, can happen. <laughs> never say never, and that's the problem with wrestling. Never say fucking never. And now we're going to be excited only to be let down horribly. Yep. <laughs> like this match did to me, Sean. Oh, uh, yeah. No, um, but, 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 okay. So get into the finish. Just, just tell everybody how the fucking. Yeah. So I went blow for blow of some awkward shit. The best spot of this match was the she has herpes chant. I love it. Mo- great. Can we have more of that, please? More Francine has herpes chants. Yeah. So, uh, so I hate when they use pieces of a table because I hate when you break a piece of a table on someone. It's terrible. Uh, this whole match it's feels weird. Fighting. So it's, it's people so, splinters. It's yeah. not worth it. So Pitbull pulls out franchises boot chain, which is apparently a thing. Uh, but then Douglas gets the win after some nonsense with a belly to belly. That's the yeah. finish. It yeah. is. He wins. Yeah. Yep. Like a, a shitty belly to belly. But then, but wait, that's oh, the God. finish. Because because here's the thing. I've already realized that Shane Douglas said, <laughs> I'm not losing tonight. Yeah, and yeah, so I'm yeah. always like, well, fuck. We still got a fucking pay-per-view to put on here, Shane. So go get fucked and sign with WCW. But okay, you can win. Who cares? It's yeah. fucking play fighting. <clears throat> but um, we got to have fucking Rick Rude come out. Well, hold on. So somebody said, howdy duty time, boy. (laughs) Uh, And out comes the masked man. It was not Rick Rude wearing Rick Rude's. Oh, it's got to be Rick Rude. He's got the chin. It's got to be Rick Rude. I I honestly really like how they fucking did it. Because I thought it was him. I thought that was Rick Rude. I did. But but you know who it is. It's primetime. And primetime is also whom? Uh, Elix Skipper. Hold on, wait. No, hold no. on. No. Oh, shit. Oh. He's fake Undertaker. Fake. So you're telling me that you can be fake Undertaker and fake, fake Rick and succeed at both? Absolutely, well, he does. He's a multifaceted superstar. Where yeah. was this guy? So in he, DOA. So, so he comes out and he kisses Francine, who apparently, when she's kissed, orgasms so aggressively she passes out, I guess, is what happened. Yeah, I, I think so. And then, uh, and then he does the sexy Rick Rude grindy Sable dance, which Sable stole from Rick Rude. I'd rather. Yes. Would you rather see Sable or Rick do? I'm not saying I'd rather see Rick. Just um, I don't like seeing Rick do it here off the steroids in a suit. Once he actually does make his way out. So well, okay, so that's fair. But yeah, so era, it's prime time, it was- Brian Lee. Wow, crazy! And uh, yeah, so at this point, a bunch of shit happens, and Rick Rude stands tall and he does his thing, and Rick Rude's here. Hello. Uh, but yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, this match overall was a two out of ten. It was fucking horrible. Uh, yeah, I uh, I really struggled with this one. I took I, notes on this one. Um, I did, but I don't want to go through them because they're all so boring. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is I'm I'm saying that because there's there. Uh, I took notes on the next match as well, but on the on the last match I couldn't take notes. Because I was holding my son. The last match plus angle. Spoiler. Yes. But during this match, I was also holding my son. 
And I still found the time to write the notes. <laughs> Which means they must be horrible. <laughs> yes. Good. Give me the notes, Sean. Let me hear. Well, I mean, really, it's it's nothing that you haven't said. I just it's said, like, what boring. is this nonsense? Why are we like, seeing this? I wrote CW? that three times. What's next for Rick Rude in this angle? Because the oh, what a difference a day yeah. makes is only seven months from now between the WWF and WCW. Right. Like, like and there this is the epitome of R-E-W-R signing and using a guy. Just for the fuck of it, because we have yeah. to. Yes. No, like honestly, if you look at the if you look at the entire show, Rick Rude's probably the hottest, most nationally known name on this show, I would say. Terry Funk. I mean, yeah. well, Terry Funk's international, like, he's much bigger in Japan than he ever was in North America, at least at this point. Well, that's why Men's Teo is Terry Boy. Men's Teo, Terry Boy. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm going to say, I know we didn't talk about it, but it annoys me that every time he goes, and eh, that's Men's Teo. Oh, he's known as Terry Boy now. Can you just pick a name and call him it? Fucking, we, I don't. Well, it's an ECW. That was Paul Heyman, I think. Uh, Terry didn't Boy. Didn't work on Men's Teo in the United States, but the U.S. did. Yeah. WWF did. They, they yeah. just went with Men's Teo. It's yes. a better name to me. Terry Boy just sounds lame. Yeah. Men's Teo is cool. So the one thing, the one thing that I will say about a Raven promo done by Raven is that it's way better than a Raven promo done by Stevie Richards. Well, the one thing I'll say about a Raven promo is if Raven had a voice reminiscent of Mark Lanigan, Tom Waits, he would have taken wrestling over with no question, but he does not. He's got a Tony voice. You look at him, you go, why is his voice so high pitched? Is he okay? Is he a woman? I don't. I don't think I go that far. But well, not I that actually, far, but it, it's not. It's not as good. Like if it. Again, you look at me. No one sees me on this, but like I, I look like I should have a deep. It looks like I should have a deeper voice. Raven looks like he should have a deeper voice, but he has a, a fairly high pitched voice, and it just doesn't. Like I look at him and like that Lanigan, Allison Chain, you know that kind of thing, but he doesn't have that, and so it's a yeah. little bit off putting. Well, my voice would be. Uh shallow and uh pretty light if i didn't smoke a pack a day so well and, uh, and drink a little bit every day for 20 years yeah but well, i mean like you know no bourbon and, and stuff anymore that really really drives you down the yeah just some road. seltzers we're, we're adults now it's yeah, fine seltzers beers you know yeah yeah but, but um, uh the pack a day really does because the the note the note of my voice tony is way up here the color of my voice is way down here and uh, those those two things are easily distinguished. Raven doesn't have that, and he never has. It's always about this. And he sounds yeah. like he's talking from the back of his throat. He's so, very angry, and he's going to quote a song. And he so says something can, about the yeah. rage against the machine. He does, and I he says, that. And then he says he's going to beat you in a match. And then, <laughs> and then, and then quote the Raven, nevermore. And that so, he, he's very throaty. Yeah. Sounds like so, a so, so what you're saying is I should start smoking a lot of cigarettes and my voice won't be horrible. No, what I'm saying is that, oh, that, okay. that, uh, okay. I smoked a lot of cigarettes and I don't sound like a frog, like Raven. Oh, okay. Raven That's sounds fair. like Kermit. <laughs> kind of sounds like Kermit the frog. Oh God. Uh, so if, yeah, if the, you were grunge Kermit, you'd be Raven. I yeah, think that's, so, that's kind of, I will say, 
Uh, again, like you said, Raven is better at his promos than Stevie is. I'll give him that. Yeah. And uh, well, and I'm going off of tonight. And yeah. tonight, I didn't get to hear Stevie without a shitty stock music song spamming him. over him. Yeah. So I don't really have a fair comparison, but I do believe from what I'm hearing word wise that Raven's better. Yeah, but I don't but, know by how much. Uh, it might the be okay. But if you I'm know really what? trying to subtract that awful music yeah, from Stevie's, it's like, hard. It's, on it's par. Tough. But also, uh, yeah. that might be why the shitty stock music's on Stevie's because they're pretty much the same goddamn promo. Yeah, uh, but you know what, Sean? It's time for Team Taz. Oh, uh, you mean Bill Alfonso? And oh uh, yeah, uh, because Taz is so it. So I didn't blow by blow this because it was again they they have a so ECW is great and terrible right we all agree they have good things bad things one thing they do is give a platform for Steve Austin Mick Foley Chris Jericho to have great promos but they also give people that shouldn't be talking for five minutes access to a microphone I'm not going to say Taz shouldn't talk much but Taz should just beat people up and not talk. At this yeah. point, I mean, at this might... point, like current real life right now, Taz is great on the mic. At yeah. this point in his career, let Bill Alfonso do his annoying Alfonsoing thing, whistling, and, and yeah, and just let no, Taz yeah. stand there, there's there. There's a lot more to be said about "Beat me if you can, survive if I let you." Yeah. Then whatever the hell he does for five minutes. It's here. a long talk. It's a long talk. But they hate each other. Taz and Sabu hate each other, FYI. And they've never they had a match other. together. But so they that's hate each other. Deal. So yeah. yeah, so we see like so Ta- they show a replay of Taz beating everyone important. He, they name him. I was like RVD. Uh, Alfonso names them, which is he's like Chris Jericho. Jericho. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. But yeah, so we got Taz versus Sabu up next, and it's uh, it's a singles match, which in you know ECW means there's no rules because uh, why would you want rules? Rules are meant to be ruined by referees, right? And yeah. uh, so apparently, of which Bill Alfonso was once. Yes, uh, so apparently no one's ever blocked the Taz mission, which is a very weird stat, and I find it unlikely, but apparently that's a thing because immediately Sabu blocks the Taz mission. Yeah, which I did not write down what Mar or Maro, yeah, what Joey Styles calls it. This whole match, he calls it the actual hold. I don't find it's Taz mission. Call it Taz mission. I don't care if it's called the Rio Frino Frango Lock, whatever. It's Taz mission. That's what we're going with. Well, I, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's a great finisher. I think um, it's okay. I mean, it, it doesn't look great. Like, like, is it better than the Hell's Gate? Yes. Because the Hell's Gate is uninteresting. The thing that makes it work is that he locks it in on a guy taller than him. Yes, right? and just dangles off. And them. then, not just dangles off of them, hooks his knees onto yeah. them yeah, and okay. brings them down onto his own back. Right, okay, that's fair. When he does it that way, and it's like a super shoot hold move, yeah, which okay. he never, never did it that way in WWE. No, they would not. Yeah, yeah they're like, no, Vince you have to do it, safe. it makes you look weak, pal. You fall on your own back. And you're like, put don't, that, don't yeah. ever fall on your own back. Yeah. Um, but like that said, there's a part much later in this match, not to skip ahead, but it's just a hold. Um, yeah. Where Taz does a very 
really wrenching armbar on yes. Sabu. Yep. And I was like, that should have been his finisher in WWF. Yeah. Nobody does an armbar. At this time, they had just switched from the ankle lock from being Shamrock to Kurt Angle's finisher. Right. Because Shamrock just basically disappeared. Yeah, he was just gone. So you can't tell me that they didn't have like a mind or a thought about like these submission moves and these tap finishes. Yeah. So they 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 could have done this where the arm bar could have been Taz's finish. It could have been, yeah. And uh, uh, so I'm not going to be that guy, but even then, I want to say we saw some much better arm bars in the six men matches. Some of those were. Every single bit of (laughs) offense you could see. I'm not just going to say throughout this night, but throughout the year of 1997, um, we've watched quite a few WWF pay-per-views here this year. Mm. I'm just going to go ahead and say that the match of 97 so far is a six-man tag. Not something I'd ever thought I'd say. I'd have to look back. Didn't we already do Brett and Stone Cold like the the match? Oh yeah, right? you're right. You're so right. But, match, are... but this is a cl- this is probably second. That's the that's okay. So that's a whole different level, right? That's that's an emotional match with uh, right. a lot of uh, gusto behind. Yeah, it. right. And as far as like high spots and impact is concerned, well, this one's way more impressive. Yeah, the, there's. There's yeah. just again, that's like that's like the difference. As like Bruce, Bruce Pritchard always calls it apples to pomegranates because everybody yeah, says it, apples to oranges. It's it's a different. He's like match. no, apples to oranges is too close. No, it's He's a like, different match. But like that's the whole thing about sports and everything. Like you have to like it's you have to compare, you know, last year this the current Chiefs to like the Steelers of the seventies, like. Are they right. comparable? Realistically, no. It's no. a completely different league. You, there's no point in saying, oh, Peyton Manning was the best quarterback because there's a whole other game now. And mm-hmm. it's funny. Like, it happens because, like, when the NFL went to another game back in the day, that invalidated so many records and everyone hated it, except after a couple of years, they went, eh, whatever. It's fine. Oh, yeah. No, and I mean, that's just like, how it is. But it, it's hard every to compare. Time, especially when there's an up and comer. Like, yeah. when Mahomes was getting his. Yeah, exactly. Uh, people are bringing up Montana a lot, I guess, because, you know, he had his last run there in KC after he mm-hmm. left the Yeah, it's just a comparison thing. It's hard to compare. Like, comparing this match to the Austin-Brett match, do you have to? You have to figure out a way to do it. And if I do, I'd still give the storytelling a bump, which is the other problem with the Douglas-Pipple match, because they were going for a really epic story match. It just fell flat, in my opinion. Like it wasn't. Well, here's here's the work. way that I'm gonna describe a wrestling storyline. That's maybe, maybe I'm a fucking mark. Uh, but I feel like if if more people did look at it this way, we'd be able to have a lot more fun with how the fans interact with the storylines, despite knowing how they're gonna go. AEW does a decent job with it, but at the same time, I don't think they do. Tony Khan makes sure that when Twitter's talking about his pay-per-view, something big happens. But week right. to week, I don't think he's very good. Um, that's fair. Let's let's say, I don't know. Like, if uh, you, you know, would AEW be better if Tony Khan oversaw everything and said, at each pay-per-view, this is what I want to happen build to that and gave that to some other people maybe 
No, because that's what's wrong with it right now. Okay. Is he doesn't actually have enough guided, competent backstage road agents. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, he um, makes it, he's yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because he doesn't have his own style. The okay. reason the WWF works isn't just because everybody defers to Vince. It's because everybody's afraid of Vince. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And yeah, that's they... and then, like that's what I was trying to say without trying to say it is like there's a level of fear backstage that doesn't exist in AEW. Right. Well, like we just heard MJF went on a podcast or something and did an interview with no permission, which apparently pissed off Tony Khan. And sure, they, they and argued, he said a which, bunch of shit on purpose just to piss off Tony. Yeah, Cowell. and so here's the thing: if you've done that to Vince, it doesn't matter who you are. You're you're gone, pal. You're gone, pal. Yeah, Vince says that you're gone. Unless you're Austin, you're fucking gone. But he's he's gonna get more money for it. So. Oh yeah, for sure. I I mean yeah, it. I don't know. It, it's it's a different era, and like I said, it's hard to compare. Just like this whole show, it's hard to compare stuff because. The Shane Douglas Pitbull, it felt like I honestly I felt like that was a WCW match. That's what I felt yeah. like that was. It was well, just a less than twelve hundred people here in the arena. They don't want to see a twenty minute fucking match. What I've written down throughout my notes several times is there is no crowd more big, like more invested than this crowd. Oh no! Yeah, they and, either, and, and I'd love to it, argue there's... with you, fucking ECW stands who might listen to us on Twitter and go like, "Oh, well, EW every week draws seventeen thousand. I'm not talking about who it draws. I'm yeah. talking about the fact that yeah, you're gonna retweet some fucking bullshit show on Twitter that doesn't even post on Twitter is not gonna happen. But I I see stupider and lesser shit every week. Yeah. Um. My my problem really lies within the idea that like that wasn't the intention of ECW because it was see like AEW the the reason the fans like it is because they're saying we're better use us instead yeah I I get where that's coming from but I don't like it um ECW was saying we will never be as good but we will always be better yeah, and, and that's so, a like, really weird way to say it, but that's it's always come true. No, it's weird. Yeah, like so, uh, like I I mentioned this later, but I feel like ECW as a whole, like it, looking back, it's not the whole thing was great. There are big moments that you remember that are fantastic, but right. you kind of bypass all of the other stuff that wasn't. You know, it wasn't great. It's very similar to the Attitude Era. Like, was we mean of, Shane Shane Douglas versus fucking Pitbull number? Ass. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like, no one cares about that. But the main event of this match is a big deal because you know, just because it's a spectacle. Same with Attitude Era. Like, does anyone like? I remember the Kayantai choppy choppy wiener peeny peeny thing. Was that great? Yes, yeah. Was it great? No, but yes. But does anyone remember it? No, because what do you remember? Stone Cold, The Rock, Dia, that that's it. There's a whole undercard that wasn't great, and uh, that stands true with most of it. Like that's that's why I like AEW a bit more than you know what I see. Because like 
they don't go full blown with the Russo. Everyone needs a gimmick. Everyone needs a storyline thing. Right. Sometimes they just put on matches because, uh, hey, I bet people want to see fucking this guy fight, you know, Daniel Bryanson. That's his official name, mm-hmm. by the way. That's his name. It's mm-hmm. Daniel Bryanson. Daniel Bryanson. Yeah, it is. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know. And I, f- I feel He's like. He's not the ultimate dragon. He's the dragon Americano. Yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, unlike WCW would call him. But yeah, so this match, I'm not going to blow by blow it. It was 17 minutes. And again, I felt this went too long and I was honestly quite bored by it. This was ass. You don't have to fucking sugarcoat it. This match sucked. And the reason the crowd was even halfway into it is because they thought Francine was hot. Period. I'm sorry. If, If at this point, three years removed from Shane Douglas's big belt drop. And no, this version of Shane Douglas sucks. Yeah, he sucks. He's not interesting. He's not built. He's not a good worker. He's not even that great of a talker. He's a decent talker. I'm not trying to shit on that, but he's, he's not great. And fuck man. So yeah, I want to see more Taka. Yeah, I wrote that, that yeah, three exactly. times throughout yeah. my 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 fucking no, review. Yeah, of this that match. match again. I put I gave that match a two out of ten. And again, the Taz Sabu match, which w- w- follows it, I I I'm not impressed by it either. I gave it a four out of ten. I'm not going to blow by blow it. I kind of I was just underwhelmed. Like when they're building up this, they hate each other. Like it's ECW. If they hate each other, I want blood, horrible violence. Uh, someone might die. And yeah. just, it's not what, like, I, Sabu bumped his ass off. It looked like he broke his nose, probably broke his ribs. Who knows? He does that every day. But it just, I, there are some big spots, but I can't, you know, I just, I don't want to blow by blow it. It was just, it was, I gave it a six out of 10. It's a little bit above average, but I, it's not world beating. It's not amazing. And this, the last match and this match, I felt both went uh, five minutes at least over what it should have done. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And I mean, like, as far as going blow by blow is concerned, I have no interest in doing that with most cards anymore. But that's fair. um, This match is too shitty to even do that with. Because you're going to be describing the same spot over and over again. Most of the match is Shane Douglas delivering the same pile driver to yeah. Pitbull number two right. just to show Pitbull number one that he's going to break his neck again. Mm-hmm. It's an angle. Yeah. Like There's matches that aren't matches, right? There's matches that are angles in the ring. And we'll have one later, but yeah. I'll call this an angle in the ring, too. But I'm, should I'm an angle in the ring be 20 minutes? No, it should be five. No, it should be 10. And uh, put, put that on Polly. Yeah. Uh, but but if you ask Polly, he'd say, hey, Shane wanted to go out there and do a 20 minute match. Yeah. Because he's, you know he's little, he's little, you know, he's little triple. He's a little triple. Guess what? At that point, I believe Polly is what I was going to say is because there's a reason that Shane never showed up with the radicals in the WWE. Yeah. So I, I gave that one, way yeah. too big of opinion. About himself for having way too little of a fucking importance. Yeah, two out of ten. I don't know what. Uh, I actually, you know, what did uh, what did Uncle Dave give that one? I didn't. Uh, I don't think I caught that. Well, because I gave him two out back. of ten. 
two out of ten. So it's a one out of five if he gave it. Let's see what he did. No, I'm I'm I gotta go back because I've uh, okay. We skipped ahead. I read it. I well, I read it. Had to read something that he said about Japan. Oh, just okay. for the fun of it. That's fair. But, but yeah, um, no, I, I thought this that the Shane Douglas Pitbull match. Like, I'm not holding it against anyone other than it was crap. I liked Francine's uh, outfit. That was all right. Down with that. Thongs geez. are cool. But uh, I uh, I really lost my spot on, on my melted notes. Yeah, so it's it's not cut, a big deal. You cut. catch up, catch up. But yeah, so it, it was just it was very average. The finish just a belly to belly out of nowhere. Like after this whole blood feud they're going for, a belly to belly wins the match. It's just like why the Rick Rude cu- coming out after like it's cool, but nothing came out of it. It didn't really matter. It was. I'm glad they didn't, they didn't, you know, I feel like Douglas probably campaigned to make this the main event. So at least they didn't do that. That would have been a fucking disaster, I think, because the crowd didn't really care for this. Like, no, yeah, no, they, it was they too actually, long. They were not interested at this point. Nobody really give it, give it, had given a shit. Yeah, exactly. Um, the interesting thing is. I can't find a match by match rundown on this in the uh, in the observer. You know what? We're gonna say that Uncle Dave did this, gave this a one out of five, and we're gonna match up because it was terrible. Don't watch it. Don't watch this. Well, just the, it. The, it just doesn't sound accurate, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna recompare. But uh, give give me a moment. But what I did see was basically that he 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 shat all over. Uh, Mr. Douglas. I agree. I, yeah, I'm not a Douglas fan. fan. I feel like he's always been that guy who he'll yell and scream louder than people to get the attention, but he's not as good as Ed. Oh, I wow. Get, okay. He's like a Triple H light. No, That's what he's it. Triple H light. Three and a quarter stars. Lowest lowest of the card so far for Meltzer. Wait, three and a quarter stars out of five? Yeah, three and a quarter out of five. So Pardon, hold one, on a fucking second. Hold on less a minute. than one star out of five. Okay. Oh, oh, three quarters. Okay. I thought three you said and th- a quarter stars. So okay. less than one star. I'm sorry. I thought you meant three stars and then one quarter of a star. I was about to have no, a fucking no, 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 no. I know. I know. Okay. You no no conniptions. Okay, me. we're good. No conniptions today. Okay. <laughs> so this was 0.75 of a star. Yes. For our metric uh, fans out there. Yes. 0. 0.75 out of 5. <laughs> or a grand total of 1.25 out of 10. So he actually, I actually rated this better than him because apparently I'm not as mean as him. But yeah, no, this was fucking balls. Yeah. I mean, he, he basically said the fans started sta- started chanting, we want blood, because they, they were getting bored with this fucking uh, Yeah, 100%. Um, it was supposed to be... Okay, here's my thing. If Shane Douglas is supposed to be one of the best in our sport, and here's this match, he, he broke this dude's neck, and now he's in here, and he's going to break his tag team partner's neck, too. Mm-hmm. Why do I think this match sucks so much? Yeah. Because Shane Douglas isn't good. No. Because guess what? Heels call and work the match, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So Shane Douglas is the heel, right? Because he's breaking somebody's neck. I'd say so. This yeah. match Everyone is fucking garbage. It's no. fucking garbage. Again, like, that's the thing. Like, here's the thing. Shane Douglas 
was working with a guy who's a tag wrestler. Okay, that's cool. But like, I know from watching Triple H, he can have at least an average, like a 5 out of 10, 2.5 out of 5 match with anybody he goes into the ring with. I know right. he can do that. Right. So the fact that Shane Douglas can't carry Pitbull with this much build and this much theoretical emotion in the match, I, I feel like is a huge failure on Shane Douglas himself yeah, as a worker. Because yeah. there's nothing in this match that sucks. Like in terms of like their spots, but there's nothing. Well, I mean, there's a couple botches, but there's nothing that yeah. makes me go awesome. It's just all. Is it still but happening? There's no, God, uh, there's also no like. Uh, uh, excuse me. There's no. There's no botches that like make you think somebody's gonna break their neck. So no. like, it's just straight middle of there's the road. A lot of pile drivers, and then yeah, it, it's it's not good. Don't watch this match. Skip this match. Like watch if I had to get if I had to give me, match. Yeah, go watch, go watch that one. Yes. The Terry Boy. Watch that. So without saying much more about that, because I, I don't want to go into it. It was it was kind of crap. We get the next match, Taz versus Sabu. And again, I I wanted to be excited for this, but I was uh fairly let down again by that match. That was not the right card order and and no. coming straight out of that match into this match, I uh there's something WWF learned about the idea of a bra and panties match. And if that whole match was there for us to look at Francine and she has herpes, yeah. then why don't we do that as its own segment? Yeah. Just have her come out, do some dancing. If she has herpes. Hey, let's go. Not a 20 minute match where no one cares. But then, yeah, we go, into, we go into another almost 20 minute match. And I just feel like, Taz and Sabu, like, they have this blood feud. They hate each other. They want each other to die, but nothing in this match is quote-unquote extreme. Like, so here's the problem. Sabu does his typical Sabu stuff. He does the Sabu stuff at every in every match. Same thing. He's gonna do Air Sabu. He's gonna fucking break his ribs on the barricade. He's gonna... Same thing. So, like, the fact that this is a blood feud with two guys that hate each other... This match doesn't live up to what they're trying to hype it up to at all, I don't think. And I feel like it's almost just because Taz and Sabu don't work. Like, RVD and Sabu work because they both do the same kind of thing. No, Ta- Taz sure. is a he's a shoot wrestler, essentially, at this point. That's what they're building him as. He has some beautiful suplexes. There's some good bumps in this match. There's some cool stuff. But <laughs> it's, it, it's just here's it's the not, thing. Is like, I'm always stuck in my EWR brain. So hear me out, right? RVD versus William Regal. Meh. Yep. Taz versus William Regal. Amazing. Fuck yeah. yeah I want to see that match. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just imagine the Finley versus Regal match where they just beat the fuck out of each other for a while. Let's go. Exactly. And like, and and there's so many of these fucking weird little matches where I'm just like, we never did get to see that, did we? Yeah. Huh. And then I really think about their styles, and I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, WWE, you gave me Tajiri versus RVD. <laughs> yeah. Which, which on paper, does sound okay. It's going to work. But, but, but yeah. like, you had Kai and Tai on your roster. Why don't you have Tajiri and RVD team with each other against Kai and Tai? Yeah. Because... 
y'all can eat some bumps and do some cool shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, I've I've, I've become the older I get. I just get so critical of certain WWE booking decisions. Oh, I get critical of everything. Again, this match is not... I gave it a 5 out of 10. I, I felt like it was a match. It just didn't gel great. There's some good bumps, some good work by each man. Uh, Sabu almost died, as he usually does, uh, but it was okay. After the match, Taz kind of... It was. It feels like there's so many odd promos on this show, right? So Taz takes the mic after he wins via Taz mission. Spoiler, right. Taz wins. Taz right. won. Um, Not by armbar, though we should have. That, but that yeah, thing by, a, by a choke out. And um, he then gives Sabu respect after the match. However, he also like yells at one dude who's being a dick, and it's a little awkward, and Taz stumbles over his words. Uh, And then RVD comes out, and then Taz goes to lock. So RVD RVD kicks Taz down, right? And then he, like, confronts Sabu, who's his partner. Taz almost locks in the Taz mission very slowly and deliberately, and Sabu saves RVD, even though they're about to fight. And so Sabu is still a heel. He didn't turn. And uh, the, the big turn is a Fonzie the whole time. He wasn't Taz. He wasn't a Taz man. He was a Sabu. Sabu and Rob Van Dam. Sabu. And and it was a setup. Like, yeah, how even could the, you do this. But then, so here's the weird thing. He gets on the mic and something about he gambled all of his money and he lost it all. But like, hold on. Who did you get? So wait, so you gambled your money on the other guy, but you helped the guy. I, I don't understand. It was nonsense. And it was ass. I mean, I'm glad yeah, I that knew fu- what they were getting at. I get totally what Paul was getting at. Guess what? Yes. Paul? No, fucking- and I agree later on. I, I'm glad Fonzie is with Robin Dam and Sabu because that makes for some great, awesome teaming. And then eventually yeah. RVD turns on Sabu, goes face, and becomes a fucking megastar immediately. Because oh, even at this point, no one wants to move Robin Night. Like, how could no you one not? wants to know what it's like. It's almost similar to Austin. No one wants to boo him, even though. Yes, he's a horrible, scummy heel. He's doing bullshit. You still want to cheer RVD because he's got a fucking face move set. Everything he does is a face move. Yep. Nothing he does is heelish. No, yeah. And I mean, like, it's it's painfully obvious here. He doesn't even know it yet. You know, he's yeah. trying to play a heel so hard. But, but just, even, yeah, it's like meh. some wrestlers just should. It's like Edge should be a heel. And we're seeing it now. And it's so much better than what we've seen the last year since he's been. It's just better. Oh, Tony, what's your favorite term or preferred term? Do you like the term triple threat or do you like the term three-way dance? So here's the thing. A three-way dance involves a one man being pinned. It's a three-way elimination match. That's what a three-way dance is. A triple threat entails a single pinfall wins. However, we're never told about this. Elimination rules. Okay. Yeah, so we don't. I mean, I knew that. I I did know that going in. However, they don't tell you. So if you didn't know the difference, because it is referred to as a three-way dance and triple threat match by Joey. So he's fucked. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not totally clear. However, this is a an elimination match, as we find out. If you didn't know in the match again, another match that I feel just went. Longer than necessary, right? Well, do you remember how they pick who goes in what pod? Because I don't. Uh, for like the chamber and shit? In the chamber. 
Like, like, how do they pick these weird arbitrary rules? Oh, I don't know, but apparently Brock Lesnar doesn't care and just breaks out and beats people against well, the Well, yeah, I mean, like, I, we always figured that was the point. Yeah, but, but uh, no, I don't know. I think there's no, or like, honestly, I think, like, Royal Rumble. You pick one, you pick 30. Everyone else, I just, who cares? Just go, you, now, are you, do you have your pants on? Go, go out there now, go. Right. Um, I mean, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we basically did see that at, at 17. Yeah. Got your gimmick, got your pants. All right, go. Yeah, but so, yeah, so there's a three-way dance. The winner gets to face Raven in the main event later. It's uh, Stevie Richards versus the Sandman versus Terry Funk. And I will say, I counted. By the time the Sandman is in the ring and the match starts, he's already shotgunned four beers. So that's that's something. That's pretty good. It's a long ramp. There's a big ramp, long ramp, and uh, he, he shotguns four beers. Before he even gets there, uh, Terry Funk doesn't want a beer, so uh, Sandman just drinks it and then spits some at Stevie. See, I was kind of upset because I couldn't remember which early ECW. I think it's Hardcore set, uh, hardcore Heaven. But there's there's something early on from Terry Funk where he's like, yeah, I'll beat you like I beat my wife. Yeah, it was not this. Like I beat my dog. Uh, Terry's just fantastic. I love Terry. I just I just wanted that to be a sound clip I can use for the show. That's I love Terry, but uh, this is not Terry's finest moment. No, I mean, well, well this match is not anyone's <laughs> finest moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I'm not going to go blow by blow every time. So I did say Jesus Christ when Funk did a moonsault off a ladder because it looked like he was going to break his fucking neck. Um, there's a lot of spots in this match where people throw things in the ring and they just happen to hit other men in the head. Mm-hmm. Don't know if that was on purpose, but it, you know, I it mean, looked what, un- what difference does it make? Yeah, it looked unpleasant. There's it like eight, there eventually. Th- there's a lot of seesaw spots with the ladder that don't look great. Uh, again, probably because I've seen that one spot, the ultimate seesaw ladder spot that made Joey Mercury. His entire face oh, died. Oh yeah, no, yeah, that was nothing awesome. compares to that. Uh, but um, yeah, Sandman's out there, and again, Sandman, I, I, you know, I respect him for what he does, but is he a good worker? No, no, no don't. He's just even, no. I'm not going to have that argument. I love just, Sandman. He's just a guy. He's he just a dude. He's just a drunk dude who wanted to be a wrestler, and he goes out there and he dies in the ring. That's what he does. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of ugly spots from him because he's not a trained rep. Like, again, at this point, you have two wrestlers in the ring and then a dude. That's what you oh, have. <laughs> like, Terry Funk. So here's the thing. Again, Terry Funk is considered. Oh, you know, he, he is a hardcore legend. He's not a hardcore legend. He is a hardcore legend. But before he was a hardcore legend, he was a legitimate great wrestler for fucking two decades. I want to get my ass beat up for this one, Polly. Don't so, you forget it. Yeah, it's just blah. There's a lot of a lot of stuff. Terry does the ladder on his head spinning attack. He does that's uh, his trademark. Dude, he does so much shit that just looks brutal. But like, I love his spots. Like, I love just the small Terry spots. Yeah, we got a couple of them earlier tonight from Men's Teo because he's Terry boy. Yeah, but no, um, Terry. Yeah, he's got the he's got the spots, he and you can tell better. they fucking hurt. 
when no shit from Tampa. when Men's Tay was doing the step over on like like adding the extra torsion yeah. on the the ankle. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when fucking Terry does it, it's like, dude, he's really walking him around. He's, yeah, he's just gonna break his ankle. He don't give a fuck. Yep. I don't know, man. But yeah, so immediately the first guy out is you know obviously who's. Oh wait, Stevie Richards, the actual wrestler. We're gonna eliminate him first. Cool. Let's just we'll leave Terry in there with a man. Is what basically happens. And uh right. at this point, Sandman does his normal thing where you know he wraps himself in barbed wire, goes crazy. There's some gimmicky shit. Uh, I will say there was a gross part where uh Sandman uh fuck was it Sandman? Uh, no, Terry whips Sandman with the barbed wire after he puts like the hockey, he pulls the shirt over Sandman's head and there's a right. really nice, right. uh, yeah, there's a really nice section here where you see the, uh, barbs just go into, oh Sandman. man, it was like, it's like, do you remember like falling into a cactus back in fucking Cub Scouts? It was like, you <laughs> see the skin, like hold it and then pull back. But yeah, yeah, it was like that. It was it was literally like it was gruesome to me. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that was brutal. Um, that, yeah, that. so Oof. yeah, so and they're re, they're reusing the whole thing from earlier. There's streamers and there's uh, barbed wire, but now the streamers from earlier are wrapped in the barbed wire. So that's the whole gimmick. Sandman does the thing, you know, he's Sandman. So after this happens, he gets you know he wraps himself in the barbed wire and hits some body avalanches on people. Which I guess would hurt, but also, meh, whatever. Um, he hits a really ugly top rope, quote unquote, leg drop. It was more of like a falling ass sit foot thing. It was it was not not pretty, not a good look. Um, but then we get uh, a f- you know a f- we can't have a clean finish. So Stevie, who's still wandering around. Uh, he's out there, and then he they put a trash can on Sandman, and then Stevie hits a super kick on him, and then Funk hits a moonsault, which doesn't really hit him, right? He misses him. It, you know, it, it's it's a classic Funk thing where he 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 kind of hits it, but yeah. So Funk hits a moonsault, and Terry Funk's the winner through nonsense. So I, Terry Funk wins, and again. Like Sean said earlier, this whole last two matches feels like a big angle, but this didn't need to go almost 20 minutes at all. There's no. A 10, a, a 10 to 12 minute match would have been perfectly acceptable here. I do think that that I like this one going longer than the last one. It's subjective. I mean, uh, and it really yeah. does nothing either way. But like, if you have to fill a three hour show, and Fill it one with of them has to be longer than the other. I would go with this one being longer just because it's got three opponents. They get to do more weird, goofy. I agree. Oh, well, that's the thing. Like here's uh, with ECW, what you're thinking is violence, extreme. Right. Uh, Shane Douglas versus Pitbull had they tried to be extreme, but it was bullshit. Exactly. Taz and Sabu was just. I don't want. It sounds horrible, but it's just Sabu doing what he does. Every match, but right? because this was their first match, I'm going to give it a pass. 
Yeah, no. Well, so this was I, their first match together. Yes. Yes. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that Sabu's career started in the early 90s, not the yes. mid to late 90s. So no, no. Sabu yeah. is a generation above most of what we consider regular ECW guys, right? Right. Yeah, and a lot absolutely. of people put him on the same pedestal. And I'm like, no, Sabu was back in WCW. Like he was doing yep, shit he was back earlier. in Japan. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I really did dig this. Uh, I'm glad we got to take some time away from Triple H and Goldust matches to watch some stuff that was really fucking okay, hard so, hitting. So, yeah. So, for, so uh, I, I just can't. I don't know. Like the, So, for the triple threat match, I gave it a four out of ten. Fair enough. I mean, and it wasn't. Like, it wasn't amazing. Like, it was definitely a step up from the Shane Douglas nonsense. I feel like Taz and Sabu did a bit more crazy. Sh- like, okay. So, they, okay. This triple threat match had more just brutal spots because people are just hitting each other in the head with shit. That's just what's happening. Right. It's well, not I mean, for, for example, Meltzer gave the uh, the Taz match three and a quarter. Um, he gave the uh, the la- the triple threat. Um, uh, whoa, where'd it go? Let's go. I thought it was four stars, but I. No, we no, don't. Three and a quarter. Three and a quarter for both of those. Yeah, he gave I feel four like... stars. He gave four stars to the uh the the original version of that, I guess. So like when it was just Terry Funk versus uh Stevie Richards and uh Tommy and and Sam Man, he gave that version of the match four stars. But when it became the the match against Raven, he gave that three and a quarter. Okay, well, okay, so we're gonna have to talk I about that. Those so, all one match to me. Yeah. Yes. So, the, so the whole point of this is the winner of this match gets to face Raven, right? And so Terry Funk wins through somewhat shenaniganny things. And honestly, there's there's not a lot of violence, or there's a lot of violence, but there's almost no blood at this point. It's very little. And so immediately, not, not enough for what you you in your brain consider yes. ECW is not. What no, this we're is. about to get it. To be fair, yes, uh, no, yeah, they, they give it to you before you go off the air. But like, yeah. this is not XPW. This no. is ECW. Yeah, it's a little different. So I, I gave it a four out of ten. I, I thought this was a below average match. It was a little bit, you know, I liked the violence, but again, the first match. And the six-man tag match were just better matches. Yeah, without and, a doubt. No, and yeah. like this is coming from guy that I love violent, brutal match. Like I love them. I, I gave fucking uh, what was it the uh, Champa Gargano a, a perfect score because it was just brutal and violent. Like that's I love it. I I, I understand and I can appreciate both. Like a perfect technical match versus a bra- you know a violent, brutal brawl. I can give them both perfect scores in and right. of themselves. I, I get it. But this one, I just didn't feel reach. Like, again, it's it's the ECW thing, right? The ECW mentality. I expect those high spots that I know. And so I see this. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't, no one, no one, no one almost died. What, what is this? You know? And it, it's a problem with ECW as a whole. Like, that's one of the problems with it is you just expect every match is going to have crazy spots and you can't, it's not, you know, sustainable. You can't do that every match. 
And Mick Foley talked about that in his book. He said, you know, later ECW kind of became like, that's the thing about a circus, right? As he said, you go to a circus to see a bunch of different attractions. You don't want to see the guy get shot out of a cannon 15 times. And that's kind of what they became later on. Just uber violent every single match. They almost went away from the early stuff where the Eliminators are doing crazy high-flying crazy spots. The Japanese wrestlers are doing just fantastic work. They just went to violence, 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 violence throughout. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're not at that point yet, but that's the downside of ECW. Is that's what I expect. And I saw this. I was like, eh, it was okay. Right. Uh, right. But so this match then rolls immediately into an angle. It's not a match. I'm sorry. It's just it's a it's about a 10 minute long angle. Raven immediately comes down because he gets to face the winner. And the whole point of this is Raven and Tommy Dreamer, who I, I'd probably say had the greatest feud in ECW history. I'd say. At least the, definitely the longest, but I'd probably say the biggest because, it no, yeah. you know. It was a very long, I mean, it's, very it's, it's songwriting too. It's not just tenure. It's like no. what songs are there for and stuff. Yeah, it's a very good feud. They ha- they built it really well. And at this point, Raven is the asshole heel who Dreamers never beaten in ECW at this point. Dreamers lost every time they fought. You know, in the past, uh, Raven and them. You know, they were best friends. Blah blah blah. It's a whole big thing. So that's the story. And Terry Funk is Tommy Dreamer's idol. He you know helped train him. And so right. Dreamer's on commentary, and he's watching, you know, Raven basically fucking uh, mutilate Funk. Funk, <laughs> I don't know what the f- I don't know if Funk just decided I'm going to cut the side of my head off or what happened. Uh, but I think so. Uh, I don't know something like that. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen anyone bleed more aggressively and horrifyingly than this 53 year old man in this angle. Like Eddie Guerrero yeah. streaming blood, this is probably on par with how bad it was. And Funk continued bleeding sure. for the entire time. It was fucking brutal. Yep. Um, Without a doubt. I mean, but that's what makes this match, right? Exactly. And that's the difference. Like, mm. that's why I prefer this over what I just saw uh, because it's a spectacle and it, it's you an get angle. You see an old man bleed and you're like, oh man, should he be bleeding that much? I mean, this is, again, yeah, to our audience, this is before Terry Funk retired 20 more times after. Yeah. No, this, this could have like, been well, his very last match. And no, like for real, this is a big deal. This is, he's coming into ECW for their first pay per view. One of the hardcore, le- like, one of the hardcore legends, obviously, I, I put him and Foley right, you know, neck and neck there. Oh, yeah. To me, I mean, obviously, Terry's older. So, but, I mean, to be fair, Terry's going to get accolades earlier. I yeah. give them to Terry. Yeah. But, like, but, as far yeah. as their performance in the ring goes. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I, uh, I consider Mick actually above Terry in terms of hardcore legend because Mick, Mick learned to become a hardcore legend because Terry had given up on being Dory Funk's younger brother. Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah, and mankind made an entire career out of it. Whereas Funk toward the end of his career, he did it and that's it. And yeah, it's, I just, here's the thing. Did, did, uh, did Terry Funk ever get deemed the next Harley race? No. So whoever Harley race says is next Harley race is the most badass man in the world. Mick Foley. But, um, yeah, it, this is brutal. I say over and over throughout my blow by blow of this short little match. Holy shit, Funk is still fucking bleeding. 
I, not a little bit. Like this, like we've seen matches before, right? Where, uh, you know, well, I mean, even in the last match, I don't think we really mentioned that Sabu had broken his nose and was oh, no, bleeding from it. Well, I do mention that in a bit, but yeah, he did break his nose. And uh, again, the problem with that is like it's almost like we. Ex- I've seen Sabu rip his fucking arm open. Yeah, I've seen so you see Sabu bleed way more. It's not. It's not even a, a high exactly. spot. It's, it's just, again. It it's was... the same thing that Jericho said. You know, fucking Jericho could do a line salt once a night and get a huge pop. A Japanese mass wrestler can do a fucking nine hundred Hurricane Rana flippy flippy, and no one cares. It's yep. just. It's the same kind of thing. Yep. It's the same kind of thing. And uh, so it's weird. So in the middle of this match, so Terry's busted really bad. He cuts really bad. Um, it's crazy fucking nuts. And then so this is what I expect from ECW. A lot of blood and just weird shit. It, but then um, I I don't remember Reggie Bennett. Do you remember any? No. So some no, people come weird. out. And there's a large woman, like almost Nia Jax-ish in size, I'd say. Something similar. And yeah, uh, she, yeah, she comes out and they go, they go, that's Reggie Bennett. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is. And uh, she does. I don't know if they didn't know what they're doing, but she does <sighs> what looks to be a pile driver. But I think Funk thought it was a power bomb, And so she pile drives him, but he overflips and just lands on her. It looks fucking horrible. It's garbage. It looks nothing. It's it's pointless. And then she leaves. And then so now Dreamer's calling Raven up for a fight uh, because Raven's on the mic. He's going to end Funk's career. But Big Dick Dudley's there for who the fuck knows why. (laughs) Woo! And he beats up Dreamer. And uh, so to show him that there's still Dudley family honor. Yeah. But so what happens next is uh, so I'm going to write this as I'm going to say this as I wrote it. Uh, uh, Big Dick goes to chokeslam Dreamer, but they fuck up twice and it looks horrible. Uh Oh, now Big Dick gets chokeslammed. Question mark ish question mark. He went through three tables, which is crazy. But he also didn't get choke slammed. He just jumped off because they completely fucked up the entire spot. It didn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. bad. Yep. Uh, but yep. more importantly, Sean, Funk is still bleeding violently. Still bleeding. And uh, it turns out he's gonna he's gonna whimsically work his way. Yeah, so yeah, so the, so Dreamer takes out the entire Raven's nest, not the flock, the nest, totally different thing. Don't worry about it. Cooler thing, cooler name. Yeah, I agree. But the flock at least had actual people, not whatever Reggie Bennett was. Who knows? Mom? But but well, uh, you know, uh I'm I'm gonna agree to disagree. Uh okay. Paul Heyman can make anybody work if you watch the week to week show. That's fair. But we don't. I so. don't. So maybe yeah, maybe this was a big thing. I it probably I don't worked. know. Probably, probably worked a lot Raven. better than than Raven's mom and everybody won. Yeah, but so so Dreamer takes out the nest and then uh, he's in the ring to brawl with Raven and he hits a big DDT on. So again, weird fucking odd finishes. So he hits a DDT. That's his finish onto Raven, and then yeah, and then and then Terry finish kind of. Yeah, and he hits a two, and so Terry crawls on for a two, uh, but Raven kicks out at two, obviously. But then there's a roll up on Raven for three. Uh, and Terry oh, yeah. Yeah. What about over? Like just what? Like it. Same with the bet. Like what? 
the why are these finishes the like it's just why wouldn't you have just let him pin him with it like I get maybe you're trying to make Raven look stronger, but like why would he be stronger if the DDT didn't put if him his down? Finisher but, doesn't work. Yeah, but then like, as suddenly, far as I'm concerned, yeah. the finisher should be the finish of the match. Yeah. It's it's it's, just, it's, it's, it's something bizarre. we've seen more than once tonight, and I think it's because Paulie was trying to break new ground. Yeah. So I again if you, if I just, you finish the match after your finisher, it looks real. Yeah, I don't know. No, I just again, no, it doesn't, I, Paul. It just doesn't. It's not great. And like the earlier, we had the belly to belly that just was weird, and the the Rob Van Dam Lance Storm thing was weird. There's just there's a couple weird finishes that I didn't love. So I gave this one a, this. So realistically, this is an angle, but I counted it as a separate match because technically it's listed as one. I gave this a five the, out of ten. The first half of this match, since Meltzer rated and rated it in two, I would call the first half of this match a match, and the second half an angle. Which yeah. is what I did. So I gave the first half. Hold on, when I gave it, I gave it a. Hold on, let me check again. A, a four out of ten. I gave this half a five out of ten because at least it was more ECW. I expected blood. I got blood. Uh, it was silly and didn't make a lot of sense and it was you know right. whatever there was that massive horrible botch spot that dreamer and big dick did that was mm-hmm. terrible but um you know it's at least they ended on a high note with funk the hardcore legend bloody destroyed and i'm gonna say this funk bumped his ass off and 100 percent can sell like he's actually dying of a stroke at any point. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, at this age, I hope so. But, like, yeah. No, it's fucked up. Like, uh, I don't... I, I, As much as it worked, I don't like to see it. Um, Meltzer ah. gave this a match three and a quarter stars, like, like in total. Yeah, he gave um, these ones a bit higher than I did, to be fair. I, I thought this, like... Uh, I don't know. Again, it's hard. I just will go back to the match that I liked. So, if, if we're calling t- Taz... Taz beat Sabu... That was three and a quarter. Terry Funk wins the triangle match. I gave it a five out of ten, so he I gave it that lower. Four. I gave that a four out of ten, so much. Funk more. and Raven, he five gives that three and a quarter. Yeah, so I'm consistently below him here. So maybe here's the thing. I'm thinking maybe he saw the Japanese thing. He got real. He's like, I love it. And then he you know, smoked a couple <clears> dozen <throat> bowls and then watched the rest of the show. Well, honestly, that that's that's where I'm at. Is I think Meltzer is no longer paying attention to like the the crowd reaction and the Joey Meltzer, or not Joey Meltzer, the Joey Styles, the Joey Meltzer. Excuse me, <laughs> the Joey Meltzer. I think he's going for possibly maybe a vertical suplex, or maybe it was a double underhook. Uh, only time will tell. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I. I... I don't know. It was this ma- this whole show was up and down. I felt like it was organized weird. I, so again, the the final match I gave a five out of ten. I a lot of the the five out of ten is just because, oh, holy shit, Terry, are you fucking insane? What right. did you do to your head? Are you okay? Well, absolutely right. I mean, and, like uh, and the rest it was just a big angle. It really was just an extended angle to get the belt onto Funk for a feel good moment to end the pay per view. Which I understand. I get that. First pay per view. First pay per view. It's yeah, their first pay per view. Yeah, and on the fucking high note, and everyone they went crazy when Funk did win. Like I'll give it that. It was I a can't big pop. Fault anything about how this pay per view worked for the live crowd because they loved it, and yeah. the fact that you're working a pay per view for a live crowd that buys tickets or gets in free. To see the same show every fucking week 
for the yeah. last fucking five years. But then tonight you can get them to pay admission yeah. and do a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do believe that the most rabid wrestling fan base of all time was ECW. Sorry, AEW kids. No, take it's, notes. it's a different thing. Take notes. I'm yeah. not mad at you. Like, it's not that you can't improve. Take notes. Take notes. You know? We love you, Housen, but uh, watch ECW, Housen. Well, 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 I mean, like, I'm okay with how much they love Danhausen. I'm okay with all of how much they love everything. All yeah. I want them I to guess. do is to, to pay attention to how much that controlled the atmosphere. Yeah. So I, um, I gave this whole show overall a 6 out of 10 upon okay. some good pondering because I, there was some really high points. Some, you know, there was a couple good spots and then the entire middle of the card other than the awesome match. I just went, why did I just watch 40 minutes of it's all? You know, so eh. In my head, I'm going off the fact if I had original music, like that the, the, the would be better. Cut, yep. I'm I said that too. This, I'm giving this eight out of 10. Yeah, no, I said uh, if this had been original, uncut, everything was good, I'd give it about a seven, probably. I feel like it would make the match, make everything better if I could hear what's happening, not have overdubbed nonsense. Um, The match of the night is, without a doubt, in my mind, the six-man tag match. Easily. Oh, yeah. No, we're we're going to be covering more uh, Kayantai soon just because that was too much fun to watch. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I, I'm 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 gonna build us up a list of like Kaintai watch the original Kaintai. Yeah, Takara yeah. Men's and Dick Togo. Dick uh, but to yeah, go. like for a first P- PPV pay per view, pretty good. Again, I gave it a six out of ten. You, you gave us fucking... you gave a seven. We both bump up a point if it was original, so that's fair. It was good. Um, I three stars of the night. It was a little bit tough. I gave number three to Sabu. Even okay. though I didn't like the match because he did break his nose and you know did Sabu things where he's I don't know how the fuck you're walking the next day. Um, number enough. two, I gave to Terry Funk because, yeah, obviously you lost at least eighteen. <laughs> I'm gonna beat you up if you don't give me a rank. I lost all my blood and I don't care. I'm gonna have my wife sick you down like my dog. And uh, number one, Sean, we got a little bit of a cheat here, right? What's that? It's uh, all members of the six-man tag match. <laughs> oh, okay. You know what? I'm for it. I nominate it, and, and, and I agree uh, with it. And I'm going to do one more brand-new thing we've never done. Grand Hamada. Grand Hamada is my MVP of that. I'm just okay. going to throw that out there. Everybody no, should he, go he back and watch showing. more Grand Hamada. Yeah, that, he had a great showing. But I got a bonus thing that I'm, I might add in going forward here. For every show, I think. Okay. And it's, okay. Uh, it's the uh, the negative star of the show. Oh, okay. The let's, negative let's star. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm, uh, I'm, let's, I'm, I'm intrigued. <laughs> oh, without a doubt on this show, Shane Douglas just pulled this whole show down. Yes. Okay. I, again, I'm not trying to be terrible, but I, I feel like it's fair. Like, if something on a show is so bad that it just... Do you feel like Holly felt like he had to put Shane Douglas on his first pay-per-view because he did 100% like honestly if you took that match out and you gave RVD and Landstorm a couple more minutes the the six man a couple more the eliminators a couple more 
yeah. this would have been a much better pay-per-view. Right. But that match just it they were trying I feel like they were trying to copy the Federation WCW with their big storylines and like ECW had them, but that wasn't what it was about. Right. And everyone in ECW knew, you know, especially in the middle of that match when Pitbull one gets involved and they drag him off. Like, so his neck's not actually broken because he's punching and they ripped it off and nothing happened. Like really, it was a very strange spot. The whole thing was weird. And I, I don't know if I can blame Pitbull because he's a tag wrestler. Shane Douglas should have carried that match and it didn't happen. So, I feel like he detracted the most from this show of anyone on the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I agree with like 99.9% of what you're saying, and I don't really have enough wherewithal to disagree with you about anybody in particular. I'm, I'm yeah, like, I mean, yeah. even like, honestly, a lot of people shit on Sandman. At least he was in the match and did the shit. And the, Dude, match was the okay. entrance is so epic. It <laughs> like, is. Like, like, we, hey. we can't sit here and pretend like the entrance isn't fucking epic. No, that's his entire thing. And that's, you know, some wrestlers, that's their whole thing. That's all you need. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was barely legal. The first yes. uh, ECW pay-per-view. And it was, it was something. It was, it was a kind of roller coaster, roller coaster. I thought it peaked early, and then like they they forgot to put a loop toward the end. Like there should be a loop, and then I it was mean, just a I, flat spot. I don't think it was that they forgot. I think Paul put too many of his eggs in one basket. Right? He he. Paul really did like Shane Douglas. Yeah, and uh, I think that dragged this fucking show down. Yeah, I mean, again, um, Shane Douglas is a great heel, but like he's not a great worker. Right. Because if you go from that six man tag into fucking Sabu and Taz, it doesn't fucking insult your intelligence. No, it's not that bad. It's just yeah, it goes from a great match. It would have gone from a great match to a little bit less lesser match, but still passable. Instead of going from a great match to was that twenty minutes of my life I just spent right. And then on top of that, remember we're in a bingo hall. Like people can't get up and go buy a beer. No, like You're there. everyone's here yeah. to watch this. Yep. It's fucking, uh, I don't know. So, yeah, again, um, if you're going to go watch this show, watch the opening match. And the six-man tag. And the six-man tag match. And I would watch the final match, like, not the not the first half, but the second half just for the, the you know, the moment. It's a high moment. It goes out good. Terry Funk wins. I, I did mention a good luck finding crowds where a bloody 53-year-old man is being embraced by a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. That's ECW to a T. Is uh, that, that's yeah. what they love? I mean, like everything about this is ECW to a T, right? Yeah. They, this was their their first pay per view. Yeah. Joey Styles is being a little extra, but yeah. So that's one he down. Another yeah. words right that even Excalibur gets wrong now. Yeah. It's not called an Ensiguri. It's called an Ensugiri. Yeah. So uh, again, switch I, the I and the U. Yeah, and, but still, and, I, I, I'd probably take a half point off for Styles. Like, it, it just so here's the thing I, I like him, I like his enthusiasm. Same with Maro, but like, Maro doesn't like mark out for his thing. Like, Joey gets, uh, no, no, Joey gets personally, <laughs> Joey gets personally offended if anyone is even slightly unrelated to ECW, which it just, 
it kind of annoys me. I yeah. get that's his thing. He's an ECW guy. He always was. He always will be. But it just felt a little bit fucking much. Yeah. On the show. For sure. But you know what? It was fun going back and it checking was. this one out. No, um, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I don't regret it. It was cool to watch. I've never seen. Again, I don't watch a lot of old stuff, so it's it's cool to go back and see this shit for sure. Yeah, I mean, we've had to watch a lot. Uh, not as good. So, yeah. that said, we hope if you guys go back, if you're gonna go back and watch any wrestling this week, go back and watch the fucking the trios, the the yeah. triple threat. Yeah, here. watch the uh, six um, man tag. Well, six man quote unquote tag. Yeah, try and find any of us. Go to TalkingSmart.com. That's easiest. That's where everything's there. I'm not going to tell you all the URLs anymore. Just go to TalkingSmart.com. Just, just do it. It's it's um, best. We have I'm, it. I'm going to tell you that we, we're really, we mean the word soon in like a <laughs> delicate way. Yeah. But, but soon, a non-existent way at this yeah, point. Like Twitch.tv slash TalkingSmart soon. Like maybe if one of you, just one of you, followed it. We'd, we'd do it. We'd be maybe, motivated. Maybe you could be the one. We'll see. But um, we have plans for it. It's just, you know, other. it's been a busy couple weeks. We're a little bit, been, you know, we're a little we're bit. We usually record on a Saturday. This is Tuesday. Again, we're going to have to bump it next week because the mania happens. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. know, it's you got all these extraneous elements. Yeah, you know, a baby, children. I have work for twelve hours a day for no reason because I'm cursed. It's a whole thing. It's a bunch. There's a bunch yeah. of stuff going on. It's just it is. But with yeah, that, so we're we're so. trying. We're gonna we'll at least keep the weeklies coming. And uh, next week we're actually hitting up backlash. Sean, you excited for oh, that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's uh, backlash. backlash uh, o two o two backlash, the, which not not the first backlash, but like. Our first backlash. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we. I've heard there's a banger of an Angle Benoit match we're gonna get to see. Yes, I mean, like honestly, I've heard you know, that this one rivals the the Mania match that we haven't seen. Yeah, so, so. I'm uh, I'm excited for that. That'll be cool. And then <laughs> the week after that, we rescheduled, and uh, you guys will find out next week what that is. But it might be my favorite wrestler trolling my least favorite wrestler in a match for 15 to 20 minutes, and it absolutely is, because fuck Hulk Hogan. Well, you know, <laughs> and, we, and we might have a lot of fun. We know we're going to have a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, gonna be a, that's a watch-along, by the way. We're going to watch along. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can bring your buddy, and maybe he'd be interested in we watching that We expect all of you to be able to get your peacock out. Yeah, hundred percent. Because we're gonna be uh, watching yeah. HBK and Hulk. We're probably and- <laughs> gonna have some special guests. We'll uh, we'll, we'll see the details out. But uh, but uh, that's as gonna you're be listening fun. to this. That this was three weeks ago. Can you believe that? Yeah, yeah. We're uh, uh, we're very we have magic. Um, yeah. But uh, man, I don't I don't I don't have I don't got nothing else. What you got, Tony? You got nothing else? You watch us or else. Mark. If you don't, if you don't watch us, we'll Mark. get you. That's that we'll get you. Ah. There we go. There we go. All right. We'll see you next week. TalkingSmart.com. Woo! Bye. Woo! <laughs> <Here's my mouth>. Woo! <laughs>